Okay, so uh, this is the Wallace hack, as I said. Uh, as the sheet says and the document says, it should be pretty obvious. Um, it is a uh, pastiche of the Black Hack Second Edition, which is itself a, a modernizing and streamlining and tinkering with the essential mechanics and feel of of original Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's that system, Black Act 2E, and then with some other like old school revival style, style stuff just kind of tossed in for flavor and everything, and then kind of slightly rejiggered. Um, so it's not so much designed as it is kitbashed in that, in that sense. Nice. Uh, because I wanted to run something in the Black Act Second Edition, but there were some things that I wanted to tweak or change or add, and so, you know, but still trying to keep things relatively close to the basic... In spirit. The, yeah, the, the basic, like, system of Black Act 2E. Mm-hmm. So there's not been a lot of, like, radical changes, just like a tweak here and there, and then, ooh, there's this new little subsystem that's been added on that's not complicated, and, you know. So reinvent the wheel, just add another wheel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> put, put on two <laughs> tiny trike-like wheels on the one wheel that's already there. Um, so, uh, just to, to cover the basic rules, I don't know if you, you may or may not have seen the, the document, the, the Google Doc that I posted in the, in the event page. Uh, but uh, basically you are rolling to see... Uh, if, if you're doing an action that's like difficult or dangerous or it would be narratively interesting for you to figure out whether you succeed or fail, right? Mm -hmm. You'll do an attribute test, right? So you'll take one of your, in this case, seven attributes, right? The six on the left-hand side and then luck on the top right. And then you'll be trying to roll under that in classic fashion. Not equal to, not above. Under. Under says succeed. Okay. Uh, sometimes you're going to be making a roll with advantage or disadvantage, which just like they do in 5e, it's it's the same thing. Like you're basically rolling twice, and then in advantage terms, you'll be taking your your preferred result, which may or may not be depending on the roll that I've told you to make advantage for. You may want the higher number or the lower number, right? So that's why that language is there, right? Because advantage and disadvantage can not only be applied to attribute tests, but maybe also damage, but maybe also any role you make in the game. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? So it allow, advantage allows you to pick your your result, and disadvantage allows me to pick the result that I want. <laughs> Which may or may not be beneficial. beneficial. Yeah. 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 I like that little tweak. That yeah, way if you nice. want to fail, you can be like, yeah, actually I do. Yeah, I mean, it, it is entirely up to you. If, if it's more narratively interesting as a player for you to fail in that moment, then you can absolutely pick, pick that. Um, <clears throat> once per session, right, um, you can use your character's background, which is a short little, basically a little phrase, you know, like mm-hmm. born of the king's bastard or, or whatever. You know, like something that gives a little bit of like world building fiction and a little bit of like, um, what's the what's the word for it? Um, and like, or, or, a, or a narrow field of skill or knowledge, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's your background. And then once per session, you can say, oh, well, this at- this test that I'm making, this attribute test, um, I would get advantage on this because, you know, I- I'm trying to talk to a, low- a low-born, you know, uh, villager, 
And since I am born of a bastard son, like I have a way of like understanding the the, the downtrodden, the put upon, you know. And so I'm ga- I'll gain advantage on this charisma test to try to, you know, uh, persuade him or her, right? Um, and so as long as you can provide a convincing little narrative reason as to why your background is relevant, you can gain advantage. But that's once per session. So you can't like fate a little bit. Yeah, I imagine it is like a single point of fortune that okay. you can use in, in particular circumstances, right? Okay. Like, or depending on your worry, your background. And of course, there are later in the game, there are, there are moments where, depending on your class, you may be able to like just change your background. Like, you, there, your whole thing is that you have a dark and murky past and nobody really knows what your background was like. And now we know. Or, when you level up, you sometimes have an opportunity to like, Modify, Mod- modify or change your background. Yeah, so, like it a bit. You also have your your luck attribute right on the top right hand column, mm-hmm. and that works like it does in Dungeon Crawl Classics, which is you you have a score, and you can permanently burn that one for one to lower the result of an attribute test. So you can't use it to pump up damage or do any other sort of special rolls. But if you really want to succeed on an attribute test. You can burn luck, again, one for one, so burning six points of luck is going to lower your result by six points, right? Because you're going to go under, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's pretty much, that's a scarce resource, right? Mm -hmm. There will be occasional moments where, depending on stuff in the game, like you might gain another point of luck or a, a surfeit of luck because X or Y happened or whatever, but it's meant to be like, all right, I really don't want to die now. <laughs> let me let me let me bump this up with my luck so I can escape by the you know the skin of my teeth, right? Um, during uh, in game, uh, during whatever time unit it is, it could be moments, which are combat time, mm-hmm. or minutes, which is exploration time, or like general sort of play time. Um, you normally have time to perform one action, all right? and then move one step along the range bands, right? Mm-hmm. And there are four of them. There's close, which is up to about five feet away. Mm-hmm. There's nearby, which is up to about 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. Far away is up to 60 feet away. Right. And then distant is beyond that, beyond 60 feet. And so distances between your character and other characters and other objects and monsters and so on are are measured relative to each other, right? So your character, Stephen, might be close to the hobgoblin, but nearby the the chain for the chandelier, right? You know what I mean? Like, so if you are already, like, if you want to move to the chain of the chandelier, you can absolutely do that because that's one band up, right? So you couldn't go farther than that because that would require two movements. So you'd have to move once and then your turn to come around again and move again. again. See how that works? Mm-hmm. So you'd always jump one down the range band. And of course, those, they, they scale up and down just like the measurements of time too, depending on the context. Like in some situations, nearby may be 60 feet away or like 120 feet away. If you're dealing with like some kind of macro scale, like here's your battalion nearby is that battalion you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. like, they're like designed, a vehicle scale yeah they're designed yeah. to be flexible in that way so that if we do sort of zoom out so to speak we're still using the range bands but the the actual physical measurements are 
tweaked to to better fit. Yes, to, to to better fit that. Right. Uh, your you have a number of hit dice, right? A lot of this is going to sound sound the same, right? Similar to you, or familiar, I should say. Uh, you have a number of hit dice that represents your level, and your level is the number of hit dice you have. So, vice versa, right? Um, you, uh, the players basically do pretty much all of the roles in this game. Mm-hmm. You not only roll to attack, but you also roll to defend. Okay. So it keeps you engaged in that way, so that you're not like waiting. You're mm-hmm. always like what's happening to me. Yeah, you're always <laughs> trying to do something about what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can see there uh, on the left-hand column, strength is for melee combat and defense. And dexterity is for ranged combat and defense. So if you're trying to avoid a melee strike, you would try to roll under your strength. And for uh, an arrow or a bolt or something like that, you'd roll under your dex. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there are other, you can see along there, resisting poison, disease, and death for constitution. You have to roll under the constitution to try to resist poison or whatever. Intelligence okay. to resist magical effects. Wisdom to resist deceptions and charisma to resist being charmed or, or dominated by, you know, the willpower of somebody else, right? Um, in order to so so when a when a when a battle moment starts, right? You know, when you're obviously in combat, you roll a dex test, right? You try to go under your dex to determine initiative. If you succeed, you go before your opponents. If you fail, you go after your opponents. So again, I don't roll for opponents in, 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 in the combat. The result of your that dexterity test tells you, okay, I'm going to act before or after. Right. And then, if there's like multiple people on either side of the opponents, right, you guys are meant to work together to be like, okay, I'm going to go first, yes. and then you go then. It's like, oh, what if I do this first, and then you... And figure out, kind of like in, in, in Star Wars, you know, and Genesis and stuff like that. Where Trying to figure slots. out where yeah. you want your mm-hmm. slots to be, right? Um, if you're using a large or a two-handed weapon, and I'll make that clear to you if you, you, know, if you get that equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you add a D4 to attacking, defending, and damage rolls. Right. So attacking is harder for you, defending is harder for you, but damage is Easier. better for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um you know, you you hit somebody, you roll your damage dice, subtract from HP. That's that's dead simple, right? Mm-hmm. If something says that you're dealing ongoing damage, it's equal to that being's level. Okay. Right. So, if you were a level two, Robert, your character level two, and was taking ongoing fire damage, you'd be taking two fire damage at the start of every turn, until you did a relevant attribute test, which might be dexterity to try to like roll around to sort of extinguish the fire or whatever, um, at the end of your turn to stop that from happening. Right. It's pretty simple. If you roll a natural one to attack. The damage that you're dealing is doubled. So it's a critical hit, right? Mm-hmm. However, um, if you're rolling to defend and you roll a natural 20, the damage dealt to you is doubled. Do you see how that works? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the same mechanisms for, for, for critical hits and everything, 
like in 5e, except that because we now have these defense rolls, I, you know, the monsters aren't rolling to hit you. You're rolling to see how badly you defended, <laughs> you know. Um, so if you're going to take damage, like you fail to defend yourself, um, or you'd otherwise take damage from some source, right, that could conceivably be um, absorbed by the armor that you're wearing. Uh, the armor that you're wearing provides an armor value, which can be anywhere from one to four, usually, right? That number is the number of armor die that you have, which are always D6s. So you'll have a little pool there. Like if you had uh, armor AV3, you'd have 3D6, right? And then each time you fail to defend, or you would take damage, that your armor can soak, you would basically remove that die from the pool, roll it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the amount of damage you're soaking, right? Mm-hmm. And then that die is now broken, mm-hmm. right? It's spent. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a gamble there. Well, I'm sorry, no. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not meant to be rolled. You, all damage from the attack is ignored. Right? Oh, so they're just little counters, really. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But, so that is broken, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can't use that again until oh, your armor's been repaired. Right. right? That's usually on the rest. So on a rest, you can actually try to like basically like use maybe your the end of your weapon or like a hammer that you had to like you know knock out the dents and fix up some things like some jury rigged sort of I'm gonna hold this together until I can get to town and have it like properly repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, um, uh, you have to um, you have to roll above the armor value that you have. That makes sense. With okay. the D six. With that, yeah, with that armor die. That's where the rolling comes in. Yeah. If you roll on or below the armor value, the die's permanently broken until you can go to a town and have some armor or weaponsmith go, all right, let me fix it up. And if all your armor dice is permanently broken, it's, it's, it's gone, right? Your armor's just, like, useless, right? It's destroyed. So you're encouraged to take, you know, to take some time when you can, when it's safe, to like try to patch yourself up a little bit and try to regain those armored dice so that you do have, you know, emergency sort of soak just in case damage does get through if you fail, fail to defend yourself. Uh, sometimes you can have hindrances, which are like status conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Distracted, paralyzed, stuck, and weakened. And when you are affected by those, I'll let you know. Usually it's like you can either move and not act or act and not move or maybe not both or you roll stuff with disadvantage now. Whatever. If you get dropped to zero HP, you're unconscious and you're taken out of action. Now this is a, a part where I tweaked from the Black Hack because in the Black Hack second edition, it, it takes along from OD&D's like, you know, and earlier, like the OSR style, the old school style of like, if you hit to zero point points, you're probably dead. Congratulations, mm-hmm. roll a new mm-hmm. character. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you are dead. This is a little softer than that. It's still, it's still concerning to get into battle and take damage because you have relatively little health. Right. Um, but if you reduce to zero, you go unconscious and you're taken out of action, which means you can't do anything. Right. You're out of the combat. Um, if that combat then ends, or the danger to you ends, right, and this little this moment that's hurting you, right, ends, and you're still at zero HP, 
you have to roll a d8 on the out-of-action table. Mm. See what happens to you. One through seven, you survive. Eight, you just, you're flat out dead. So it is still dangerous. It is still lethal. Mm -hmm. In the in in the Black Axe Second Edition, it's a D six, by the way. So, so you're yeah, you're, a, you're welcome. Bit of a bump. Uh, but uh, you know, depending on what you roll, certain things can happen to you. You might just have merely been knocked out. You might be concussed, in which case you have disadvantage on all tests for the next half hour of play. Mm. Right. Okay. Uh, you might be scrambled. Disadvantage and all int, whiz, and ch- so mental tests for the remainder of the session. Mm-hmm. Uh, crippled, your strength or your dex, depend- or your, your choice, depending on how you rationalize the injury, is permanently reduced by two. Uh, if you roll a seven, a random body part is damaged beyond repair. Good. Like your arm or your nose. I will never smell again. So those are, so those are things that happen... If the combat or the danger ends and you're still at zero, which means that if you're in combat and you have a means of healing yourself or healing someone else, and they are maybe at one HP or like they're just barely hanging on, they don't have to roll on the out of action table. They're not just going to take that wild chance and see if they die because they're going to make it. They may not continue to make it, (laughs) but in that moment, they don't have to roll on that table. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If the character does survive after rolling on that, that table, right? Then they roll a d4, they get that much hit points, and they're not out of action anymore, right? Back in the fight. Back in the fight. So that that go that comes to resting, right? If you rest for at least an hour, you can roll a hit die and gain that much HP. If you rest for at least eight hours, you can roll all of your hit die and regain that much HP. Does that make sense? So that's natural healing. Right. Do you regain your hit die after you're done with a long rest? Your hit die don't really get expended. Okay, cool. In that sense. Just the natural healing tells you one of your hit die or all of your hit die. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. So naturally, if you're a higher level, if you're like level five, and you decide to rest for eight hours, you're going to get a lot out of that. Yeah. But one hour, you're not going to get a lot of that, but you're still going to get more out of it than a level two character because Mm -hmm. their hit dice, well, depending on what your class and stuff like that is, your hit dice might be lower or bigger or whatever. Um, the equipment information, other than how the armor works, is not really that important. Um, sometimes the equipment will have like will be consumable, right? Which means it has a usage die, and we've already done this kind of thing, yeah. where it starts with a certain die. If you roll a result of one or two, you downgrade to the next one. And of course, on a d4, if you roll a one or a two, it's gone. Yeah. Ammunition you roll after combat resolves. Uh, okay. Which would be really fucking tedious if you had to do it every time you shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, try not to wear armor that's not listed with your class, because then you have to add your armor value to all your attribute tests, because mm-hmm. you're not proficient with it, right? Yeah. Sometimes you may be using multiple pieces of armor, or like you'll say, okay, like I want to just slap some stuff on or whatever, and those pieces of armor may have differing armor values. They don't add together. The <laughs> highest armor value is your armor value. Does that make sense? But now, there are instances like helmets and shields, mm-hmm. which don't increase your armor value because sometimes an effect might target like your armor value, that specific number, right? But it instead gives you another armor die 
That makes sense? So your pool gets added to. Right? Stack those helmets. Unfortunately, you cannot stack Wolfenstein yeah, helmets on top of each other. <laughs> you got one space on your head, you can hold a shield, and that's it. Right. And of course, some classes, they can't do that. They don't, they're not meant to wear helmets or to use shields. So, like, if you do, that's another thing where you have to add the bonus, which would be one, right, to your attribute tests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which to you may be worth it. I don't know, but you'll have to keep track of it. Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, because if you wear a helmet, you can't think as well. Exactly. I'm blocking the brainwaves. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, you can carry up to your strength in items without issue, whatever your strength score is. Uh, any more than that, you're encumbered. you got to roll attribute tests with disadvantage. Right? Uh, and you can't go above double your strength. Like, you simply can't carry that much. And, if you pick a class... That decides to do, that is able to do magic, please let me know because I have fun information for you. <laughs> I like um, fun. Fun in the, fun in the, what I've taken to calling this style of game as the gothic punk way. <laughs> um, you have not dissuaded me. Yes, so, <laughs> so there you go. I was going to say, is that supposed to keep us from doing it? Cause... I'm just saying some weird shit's going to happen if your spell doesn't go off the right way. Cool, fun. So, anyway. It's like wild magic. Um, those are lemon cookies. Just FYI, with white mm-hmm. chocolate chips. Yes. Just sounds wonderful. So you don't bite into it expecting something else. Heads up, yeah. <laughs> so, here's what we do for putting our characters together. You're going to roll 3d6 for each attribute in order, top yeah. to bottom, with luck being the last one, right? So you do all the ones on the left side and then the top one on the right side. Come on. Did you get a mulligan. Buff wizard. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Before you roll, if you roll a 14 or higher, Mm-hmm. Don't roll for the next one because that one's seven. Then you roll normally. Okay. Nice. Does that make sense? Okay. Also, after this, you'll be able to swap two of those values. That's it. Okay. So keep that in mind. What if you roll super shittily? And your character is going to be a. a no mulligans? An incredible weakness. If you don't roll above a 10? I, that's you know how I. You know I, how we, we roll. roll. Well, then. Well, then put the dice in, like, Fine. raise his you hand and then <laughs> shake his no, hand. No, what we're going to do is Steve and I are going to roll twice, and we're going to add our scores together. Hey, there we no. go. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Okay, first one is a four. Are you happy? Nice. Nope, Hyper average. <laughs> average man. Nope. There's a five. I'm shaking up to be a pretty good wizard, as long as I can roll decently. Average continues. Now, now remember, if you have an abysmal score, when you do the swap, you can just chuck that into luck and take your luck number and put it somewhere else. Right? So it's not, it's not the end of the world. As long as you got a good luck, right? So how do we use luck in play? You burn it, like, one burn. for one. So if you roll an 18 on luck, you don't have to worry about that 7. That's true. Sorry. I don't understand what you mean. 
Well, you said if you roll above a 14, the next one's a 7. If you roll above a 14 on luck... Yeah, I mean, yeah, bad luck, you're done. Right, yeah. So, so if you rolled... What's your strength? Four. Lance? 14. 14, and you rolled a tw- You rolled a 15, you could burn one point of luck. You burn two points of luck to bring that down below 14. Does that make sense? It applies a, like a floating... Minus to the two. roll. Yeah, to, to the result of the roll, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you just burn. So you rolled a 15, your aim was below 14, you could spend two luck permanently and bump your result down to 13. Make sense? Mm-hmm. And you can use as much luck at a time as you want. Yeah. You said we get to switch two scores? Two attribute scores get to swap. Wow, you have three 14s? That's Lance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how he rolls. There were only 14s. Still. I have three nines, two eights, a five, and thankfully an eleven. I got, f- I got two twelves, an eleven, ten, and three eights. I would have liked I would have liked more thirteens, just like get thirteens. And then the then I wouldn't have to have a seven, mm-hmm. a few I, sevens. I like how he's changed the game on you. It's not about getting the highest. Now it's about getting the lowest without going over. Or the highest without going over. Let's just say or getting, luck being your 18. getting a 14 mm-hmm. wasn't a problem for me. Okay. I, got, okay. I have no 7s because I didn't roll above yeah. a 13. That's a, nope. It's good. Same here. No, it's like, not. If, if you just get 13s, then you know that's probably it's better than But I didn't 14s. just get 13s. <laughs> There's the one switch. Because I swapped it with oh. my luck. Oh. Got that lucky 14 in luck. Yeah. That's why. Seriously? Pretty good eraser. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. (laughs) You can tell on this one a little bit more. But, yeah, pretty good eraser. Is everybody good with their their stats? Define good. (laughs) Are you done? I guess. Yes. Yes. Have you swapped? Well... I'd like to know more about the classes before he's swamped. Well, the classes are not really... We also get your your race. First of all, you'll apply a race, which will give you, like, plus to one or two attributes, minus to one or one two or attributes, two. right? And with some, like, basic, like, you've got night vision or, or whatever. Um, You're a gargoyle. you got stone skin. The classes themselves, they don't necessarily tie as strongly to the attributes... Mechanically, they just it just sort of makes sense what you would want for that class. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let me let me give you a listing of what the classes are, right? And you can ask me if you want more information about this. Okay, okay. acrobat, oh yeah, assassin, mm-hmm. barbarian, bard, brawler, Elf. cavalier, cleric. Crusader, Druid, Eldritch. What's Eldritch? Eldritch. I'll get. I'll get to that. <laughs> Monk, Outlander, Paladin, Ranger, Thief, Warrior, Wizard. Okay. A lot less enthousi- enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, those are wizard. those are the basics. Everybody knows. Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> And they all have their strengths and weaknesses. They all start with different HP. They all start with different hit dice. They all do different attack damage. Generally speaking, they have different weapons and armor that they can equip. 
and things that they can do with advantage and blah blah blah. So an eldritch is an interesting class. Eldritch is you have a very limited ability to cast spells. One d four starting hit points. You know, like one first and one second level spell, but you have the ability um, either when experiencing a catalyst mm-hmm. of some kind, or for spending an action or spending your action and your movement on your turn to like transform your body into something monstrous, <laughs> right? Costing one Eight. one hit point per. Yeah, so so a partial change. If you wanted to change one body part on your turn, like you wanted to change your arm into like there there's some predefined stuff, but it's like like a crab hand or something, you know, like a crab claw. Um, classic, classic. You'd spend your action, um, and you'd have to take one hit point per the amount of hit dice that you have, right? So obviously, as that scales with level, if you're level five with five hit dice, you take five hit points, right? And so that would only do the one body part, right? And you could then, on a subsequent turn, take another certain amount of HP to do the other arm and the legs and so on and so forth. Um, there's also an option to like spend your action and your movement to do a wisdom attribute test. And if you if you succeed, you get to roll everything. Like you fully transform. <laughs> However, you have to roll one d4 per hit dice. Ooh. So you take a bigger possibility of a chunk of your health going out yeah. but you get to like okay my head's gonna be this my leg's gonna be that my arm's gonna be this you know i'm gonna have tentacles and, and claws and you know and a microwave for a head or whatever you know you get to be like a uh, cthulian uh, yeah exactly mr potato head it's, it's particularly okay. called form of the abyss is that, that oh, mechanic yeah, so. mm-hmm. very good and you can because you are a like you're like not even a What's the... You're a 132nd caster? <laughs> you're just barely a caster. You can memorize a number of spells once per day equal to half your level from scrolls and books, including the book that you start with, with the one first and one second level spell. But as soon as you shift into that monstrous form... You forget them. You forget all your memorized spells. <laughs> so it's like, what do you want? Do you want to have these access to these two spells? Or do you want to, you know, have a, have a, have a crab tentacle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which shouldn't be hard of a choice for most people, but it's always going to be the crab tentacle. And yeah. so those classes, the uh, the attributes that you'd expect to be relevant are relevant to them. Uh, acrobats, assassins, thieves, uh, those are all you know dexterous classes, right? Um, uh, brawlers, uh, crusaders, paladins, warriors. All that strength, constitution, and that sort of thing. Like, what you would expect to be doing in the class, it makes sense what attributes would be relevant for those tests. Right. Very, only occasionally is like a specific kind of attribute test linked to a specific mechanic in the class. Like, for cleric, most of the things is just like, like you get a prayer book with a bunch of prayers in it, um, you can try to banish nearby undead, like turn undead. You can test your wisdom, see if that works. And then divine fortification allows you to roll with advantage on contests to resist poisons and paralysis slash being impeded in some magical way or you know chemical way. Uh, what classes use intelligence? Um, intelligence is used, as you can see on the sheet, for lore, lore languages, languages, and for magic. Yeah, like resisting. 
Well, yes, it's also used for like casting oh, okay. as well. That's what I needed to know mm-hmm. because that's my highest score. Intelligence yep. is for casting magic, and wisdom is for doing prayers. Right. The 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 divine to the arcane. Okay. okay. So party with two wizards is what I'm hearing. Yeah, since my one thirteen is in intelligence. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Go on, Leah. Go on, Patty. Go. 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 Go.
After you've picked a race, the class will give you basically everything else you need to know. We're just starting at level one? You're starting at level two, actually, to be clear. Okay, so then do we roll for our hit die twice, or hit points? Well, the class will tell you what your starting HP is, which includes a roll and then maybe a plus. Plus, yeah. And then your starting hit die will be like 1d6. And so what you're doing is starting HP and then rolling your hit dice. That makes sense? Okay, so the hit dice for the second level. Yeah, so you'd get your, do your starting HP and then roll your new hit dice and add that on top. Add that on top. No con? No con. Yep. Well, gonna be squishy. That's why they're in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is when there are two of them. You guys should both be in the back then, behind Excellent. the horse <laughs> and the other horse. <laughs> the, the ox riding the horse. Unless, like, what is what is Druid gonna use the most? Probably wisdom. Druids are using wisdom. Mm. Oh, hold on. Let me let me. You can also check. swap. Remember, I already swapped one. You got two swaps, right? I mean, I'm, I'm also Actually, looking druids, into Eldritch. Druids can use both. Because ah. the way that they work is that they start with... Um, they start with a scroll containing some spells, right? But they also have the ability that, to, yeah. like, do prayers as well. Yeah. Do you want to go... Wizard, I might go Eldritch. Okay. Just to try to do the big one-off spell casting. Okay, cool. Alright. Because I just don't... I think there probably doesn't need to be two of us. I would be curious to see how it plays. (laughs) The the first time I played 5th edition was a... What? A group of four rogues in a cleric? Oh. How did you guys do anything without dying? Cleric died first and all the rogues are like, I'm out of (laughs) here! Makes sense. Yep. It, it quickly devolved into every man for themselves. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You too can be chaotic neutral. Everyone can be chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... Because everything is just so... You just have the cleric get up right next to the person and then Everything the is soft. Everything will die in like a, t- a, s- a single touch. I mean, I got 14 hit points. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, Wolfman. Right, I was thinking. Get that a little bit of strength. Yeah, despite the knock to intelligence, I like the idea of not being not being afeard of the dark. So unlike, say, a horrible night, like the the light mechanics and everything like that are not as like, please roll for me all the time, please love me, senpai. (laughs) You know. Please notice Fucking me, darkness. Rolls. Yeah, it's 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 like there will be moments where you won't have to do a light check every time you enter a room. Like if you wanted to ignite your torch, you'll do so, and then you'll roll your usage die, right? Um, and then that'll be on until you know something unfortunate happens, it's like a large gust of wind, or it starts raining, or you trip and it falls into the into the dirt and gets extinguished, or whatever. In which case, if you're in a place where it's like you know, uh, advanced darkness, mm. then you have to you have to try to resist panic, right? 
Ah, uh, yes, Darkness 201. Advanced Darkness. Yes. I think I'll just start as a... I'll do a tiefling then. So it encourages you to keep a source of light with you at all times. And to ask, generally speaking, mm-hmm. when you come into a new area, is there light? Can I see? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you have to start making whiz tests to see if you, uh, well, in some cases, whiz yourself. Okay, that's funny. That was for you. Thank you. Will, um, dice is five. Charisma help me as a um, wizard at all? Is there any mechanical use for that? Mechanically connected to the actual what? class? No. no. What? Okay. What is it? But you could be a, you know, it 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 connects to the mechanics in situations where charisma is important, right? Sure. Yeah. Diplomacy. No, I mean, I just need because I'm a tiefling, it bumps my intelligence and charisma, but it knocks my wisdom down by one. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that wisdom is going to be more important to me than my charisma as a wizard. As a wizard, because I have a high, you know, I have a decent intelligence. Your intelligence is going to be the most important. Thing. Okay, cool. Because you're going to be casting, mm-hmm. and casting spells is all about. Succeeding on wisdom, t- I mean uh, intelligence tests. Okay. Okay. So your wisdom's not going to be as good. So you're not going to be as like perceptive or whatever. Yeah. But that's that's just the name of the game. So walk me through hit points again. I'll roll starting hit points. Yes. And then since we're second level, I will also roll starting hit die yep. and add them together. Mm-hmm. Cool. The winner is one. So so starting HP and starting hit dice are are different. For a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Starting HP is the amount of HP you start the game with, mm-hmm. and then the starting hit dice is the die you will use when recovering hit points. And that's the hit die you have, period, right? So if I were a druid, mm-hmm. my starting HP would be 1d6 plus 4. So I'd roll there, looks hey, good, plus 10. 4 is 10. So I'd start with 10 hit points. Mm-hmm. And at level 1, I'd have 1d8. So I have the opportunity when spending a hit die to recover 8 hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're level 2, my new hit dice is 2d8. And okay. since you have just gained a level, artificially speaking, mm-hmm. you would roll one of those hit dice. Okay. The D8, right? Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're rolling one of the hit dice and not, not like starting, starting HP points again, because that's you're going to do yourself a disservice. There's. Okay. So Especially if you're playing, say, an Eldritch who starts with one D4 HP and, and his HD is a one D10. Mm-hmm. The difference of going from four hit points to eleven hit points. Exactly. Time around. If you're gonna whine, at least like get over here so you can get scratches. <laughs> I don't understand you, dog. So sit, again, since you're level two, you'll have two hit dice, and those hit dice will be determined by your class, whatever it tells you. Under starting HD, that'll be your hit dice period for you. The, the as long as you are still alive. <laughs> And in that class. As long as you're still functional. And then the darkness spell. And I know Hellish Rebuke. Neat. Right? Stuck in Manta. Got it. Thank you. Yep. Wolf Oak. Pack Hunter. also have a shield, which also adds mage with. I'm seeing a UD6. What does the U stand that, That's the usage die. Ah, okay. So your usage die would be a D6. Six. You want to grab one of those bones after the top while you're up? 
just he's learned to run. Which ones are talking about? Uh, the the teeth cleaning ones that are supposed to make his breast not hard. Theoretically. Theoretically. Woo! I got four HP to start with, you guys. Not bad. That's my max. God damn it. And then you'll roll another to see if level two's any better? For wizard, I think. Oh, son of a bitch. I got another four. Hey, eight. Did you get what two are you ones? Doing for yes. Wizard? Oh my god. Oh, yeah, it's, no. It is a <laughs> Have good armor. Have really good armor. That's um. your answer. <laughs> you need really good. He's got two hit points. I got eight. Or she's got two hit points. Oh, eight. oh okay. Oh. Okay. You've got the plus. Thank I god. have eight yeah. too at level two. <gasps> well, just don't get just don't get hit. Yeah. Get a good armor, don't get yeah. hit. Yeah. Uh, with cool. my stats, I'm gonna get hit. <laughs> so do we roll for a new hit die every time we hit a level two? What do you mean? Like so starting HD is one D four. Yes. So since you're level two, you would mm-hmm. roll an additional D four and add that to your starting HP. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I'm talking about HD. Hit, hit die. die. Yeah, what about it? It you would have total two D four. Two D four, I see. Because you're okay. level two. Cool. So so for like me, my starting hit die was one D four plus six, but my hit die is one D eight. Okay. Yeah. So then I roll one D four plus six. And then I add one D eight because D8. you're on a new level. Yeah. But your total hit die are two D eight. But yeah, but yeah. my total hit die is two D eight. I don't know, man. I kinda want to mulligan on my familiar. Mm. That's okay. What did you That's get? That's fine. Cool. <laughs> those are just those are those are just um familiar seems things. like yeah. those are just examples right if you have a better idea of what to use as x or y then no, like just, your war trophy or your connection to nature or your kung fu style whatever it is then just do it i just wanted to pick one because i, I really just like one of them one. then pick one is right. one of them a ferret no <sighs> but for some reason i really enjoy the idea of a six inch tall moon-faced man i don't know that just like hmm. Is, One uh, of them is a luminescent crab. I know that's what I rolled the first time, but you didn't want the luminescent crab. Kind of, but I kind of want that like the tiny little. What about, man that what about the toad around? with human legs? No, that reminds me of that other game we played, and it was gross. Mm. I don't care for that. The one that Stephen didn't even want to look at. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> I don't remember that. It was the last game we played, not the last one. The frog played. spiders. The frog spiders, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> the, oh, the, the, the toad spiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Hard pass on looking at that image. <laughs> so what is a curse catalyst for the Eldritch? I'm assuming it's what causes you to, like, involuntarily turn? Mm-hmm. So, okay. like, so, yeah, when you experience that curse catalyst, whatever yeah. that may be, you have to test your wisdom. And if you fail... You immediately sure transform. One. That's fine. And it's like the full-fledged and not like a single body It's part like full-fledged. Cool. But you don't take HP because it's involuntary. You didn't... However... What's the however? Triggers panic in nearby creatures, awesome. including your fellow adventurers, mm. because it's like, whoa, shit, why did this happen? Yeah. 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 If you do it in the middle of town, it's like, oh, God, it could cause a riot or a panic. I am so tempted to pick, like, lying to someone because that's something where it's really easy to just be like, hey, sometimes you need to lie, right? Whoops. (laughs) Because it's supposed to be, like, the thing of, like, oh, it's the full moon. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm also thinking something, like, pocket size that you can carry on you so you can involuntarily, voluntarily transform. Well, I mean, it's more like... It's things like, number one is light of the full moon. Number two is smell of innocent blood. Three is being immersed in water. Four, in self-inflicted pain. So that's kind of an easy way in. 
Um, five, lying to someone. Tempting. Six, sleeping under a roof. As you do. So generally those are things that are not things that you can carry around in your pocket and mm. game the system, Lance. <laughs> Lance rules as written, Shankle. Uh, they are things that happen to you because of the context, right? Uh, uh, I mean, the self-inflicted, that's, that's pretty easy. But you're taking damage, I would assume. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why I'm tempted to go that way, because it's got that, like... It is just steeped in style, mm-hmm. where you can do the, like, flashy, and I cut myself to transform into a horrible monster. Yes. Because I'm also thinking, like, some, 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 edge. Yeah, some exactly. like, <laughs> Hyper perfume edge. of roses, you know, it's like you just carry it, it's like, oh. Yes. It's, it's Hold on. Like, so never go to, a, like, a noble ball. Oh, <laughs> you're just like, oh, crap, it's happened. I've, I've turned into a crab man yet again. <laughs> So can Look you go like over crab. the difference Speak between like armor people, value and crab armor pool? People. Hmm. So armor value is the number, right? Like, depending on... That's the highest number of your armor value, right? Which I determines your starting number of... Your pool, your starting pool. Okay, so that's the same, and lower number is easier to repair. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do all of the spells start with A? They're not done yet. Oh, I see. You just, you, if, if you want spells, let me know, because I'll have to... I'm taking all the spells from the AD&D, like, big, like, Wizards Compendium Volume 1, Wizards mm-hmm. Compendium Volume 2. And so, like, you tell me what kind of spell that you want, and I will literally go through the document and say, here's the one that you want. Because I haven't had time to take all the first and second level spells from AD and fucking D and, like, put them in a, you know, a document or something. Completely like formatted. Yeah, so that, that part's not done. Okay, so I, I have a, a dumb question that will result from being dumb, usually. Does self-inflicted pain include things like, I'm going to try to jump this, and then <laughs> failing? Because I attempted that, and it's kind of my fault the pain's there. No, okay, because there's a, there's a possibility that you could not get hurt. Mm-hmm. I th- self-inflicted pain there meaning that, like... Purposely causing Purposely pain. causing you oh. pain, like... Doing, yeah, doing some action or some course of action that will yeah. definitely cause you pain. Like the... Not the possibility. Of flogging yourself. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, self-flagellation. Yeah. But by that same token, willingly throwing oneself off a cliff or yes. something to that degree is a way to trigger That would count. Okay. I cannot roll anything above a one. Trying to yeah. jump a ravine and being like, open more cake, that doesn't work. Because you're not intent. It, intent is important. Yes. I mean, okay. unless if you're a werewolf who's immune to bludgeoning damage. As we know. As we know. Orbital droplets. <laughs> part of me really wishes that was a thing. <laughs> Another part of me will make that a thing. <laughs> Zoe says something seriously wrong with your game because there are no roommate options. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Looks like something a, seriously wrong with their logic because the game we're playing in is like ninety-eight percent land. What so. about the uh, eventual pirate campaign that always that's, happens that's in every setting? Great, super. Yeah. And that absolutely, you can have merfolk out the ass. Then, then, then you're more of a siren than a mermaid. You could still be well, siren only if you're luring people to their doom. Specifically men. Mm. Specifically men. Delorelai. Mm. By Heinrich Heine. 
I know all about sirens. Well, I knew all about sirens before Zoe decided to be one for Halloween. Hmm. I definitely know all about them now. <laughs> Show me Cyber Monday ads, I don't have any money. <laughs> it's not Monday yet. Also, it's close. Soon. I don't get paid till Friday, so don't mm. show me that shit. Mm. Feels bad. Ugh. Thankfully, they, they paid us before the Thanksgiving and stuff the week after. So. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, no, didn't. Mm -mm. They paid every other Friday, so. Yeah, it's the mm. same bike weekly, but. Some Yours lined up. Yep, lined up. Mine, mine does not. So Stephen, printing okay. out okay. is your uh, form like of the, the abyss sheet that will tell you what your options are for arms, <laughs> legs, head, all that stuff. Okay, I need, I, need a, I need some spells. Okay, so what kind of spells do you want? Well, I have darkness and hellish rebuke already. Okay, how many nice, spells nice. are you getting total? Three. I get three level one or three level two spells. So three to distribute between level one and level two spells. Yes. Okay. So what are the kinds of things that you want to do? I usually just look at all of them and then decide from the list. There isn't... That's what I'm saying. There I know. That's what I'm just trying to think yeah. of. Like, what would be the most helpful? So, uh, like, light? standards in D&D are all there, right? Yeah. Burning hands, light, mending, you know. Um, well, can I uh, start? Shocking grasp, all that stuff. Can I start with knowing what darkness does, particularly? Sure. Please. Yeah. I think it might be in this. Because I get it for free. I just don't know. I don't know the specifics of it. Like I get it. It's called darkness, but. No, it's darkness. My old friend. You have to say hello first. Yeah. <gasps> it's kind of rude if you don't. Hello, darkness. Darkness. Okay. It is a f so it's fifteen feet radius. Okay. The range is um, so a yard is three feet, right? Yes. Yeah. So thirty. Hold on. Yeah, thirty feet per level. Neat. Uh, it lasts for a turn. It's, it's tall. Plus one round per level. And I'm taking this straight from AD&D, so we might have to like massage some bits because spells, prayers I haven't really touched yet. Hmm. Um, this causes total impenetrable darkness in the area of effect. Night vision, dark vision, all that stuff is useless. Neither normal nor magical light works unless a light or continual light spell is used. In the former event, the darkness spell is negated by the light spell, and vice versa. Okay. Makes sense. Mm. That's it. That is technically a level 2 spell, according to AD&D. But of course, that's a free one for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, sounds like I should have light. Okay. Gonna be in number two here, I think. Maybe three, actually. 
Nope. I started the first time. So these are like... Back in the day, they did this, like... TSR did this whole thing of... For both clerics and wizards, they made these spell compendiums, which are these, like, chapbooks, and they released several volumes. It's basically like, okay, every spell across... Every supplement that we've done, every setting and everything like that, we're trying to condense Cramped it into one, into into a few volumes of things that you can put in your bookshelf. So that that's what I'm pulling from. That's why it's... Um, they literally made, like, encyclopedias for spells. That's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm trying my best to write Encyclo- it down. So light, light's a level one mm-hmm. spell. It, I like okay. a spell canica. Uh, its range is... Benadryl are memorizing a number of spells equal to half your level minimum one from scrolls or books. Cool. I'm going to change these yards into feet, actually, so the darkness is actually... Okay, let's look at S. Ten feet. S-A through S-L. No, 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 the radius is still 15 feet. The range of it is... Yikes. Ten feet per level. Is that Ten right? feet per level. Per your class level. So you can up to twenty feet away. Okay. So my goal is to so light get a spell I can sixty use feet and then transform. Cool. It lights up for use it. sixty feet. No, the range, like range. what you can cast mm-hmm. it at. Is 60 use it feet. and then immediately lose it. It does a twenty foot radius globe. It lasts for a turn per level. So we're considering that your class level, so it's your level two be two turns. Yep. Um, this spell creates a luminous glow equal to torchlight within a fixed radius of the spell's center. Uh, objects in darkness beyond this sphere can be seen at best as vague and shadowy shapes. Centered on a point selected by the caster must have line of spite. Line of spite. Hmm. Line of sight and unobstructed path for the spell. It can spring from air, rock, metal, wood, or almost any similar substance. It's immobile unless it's specifically centered on a movable object or a creature that's moving. Right? So you can't just like move it at will. Okay. Um, if it's cast upon a creature, they make this magic resistance and saving throw and that sort of thing. Excuse me. Uh, light taken into an area of magical darkness does not function. But if cast directly against magical darkness, it negates it, just like we mentioned. Yeah. In the last spell. Darkness, yeah. If only, but only for the duration of the light spell, if the darkness effect is continual. Okay. Right. Um, light centered on the visual organs of a creature blinds it, giving it, in this case, like disadvantage to attacking, or like advantage to defend against it, you know, or something like that. Um, that's it. Lightworks. Okay. Um, I'd like something that allows me to light things on fire, please. Sure. Or, you know, light someone on fire. Mm. Not like start I, a campfire. I got what you're putting. I, okay. I understood what you're putting down. Okay, Modifier. you're picking up what I was putting down. Yeah. Cool. Just figure if light's going to be a, a precious commodity in this game, why don't I just be able? It to may or may not, depending on where you are. Make so. more light. 
<laughs> some smoldering flesh. Silent. Delicately singed. Cooked to perfection. Yeah, no, we've decided I'm not a delicate Which, in, in, some, in some cases, may be charred in black. Sometimes you need that extra carbon. Crispy. Mm. I'll make sure all the diseases are burned off. <laughs> Poison's boiled off. Yeah. Cooked it's to like, like what fallout even three hundred sixty degrees. That lady was made this like special red scorpion casserole. She's like, it's perfectly Stew. harmless as long as you don't have any sores in your mouth with poison to get it, and then it kills you. <laughs> and you're just like. Hmm. Not hungry. Thanks. So, I mean, there are, there are, there are plenty of fire-related options here, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me, I'll tell you, like, what the level one and level two spells are, obviously. Um, that requires a campfire, so... Not that one. <laughs> I suppose that would be good if you had to defend while you were at your camp. I suppose. But... It's very circumstantial, though. That mm-hmm. requires a non-magical fire to cast the spell on. Um, Bye. Go get your bed. Go get your bed. Fire shuriken. Fire shuriken. What? Uh, Please tell me. Uh, or, or it's see. like one of those really big ones, just like the the impractically large shuriken. Uh, yes. Fire staff. What's your fire? It requires a non-magical staff. It was a weapon that was designed to annoy. Retrieval. I happen to have a bent oak staff. Okay, that's fire very staff. rarely injured. There's. They were not designed to do <laughs> Just throw them just like Flame discus. dagger. <laughs> <laughs> flame ray, which is like soup burning in the dark. Or Where like scorching. Okay, let me see. Fire. Let me read, or I can read Fire Staff and Flame Ray. Fire Staff mm-hmm. is a level two. Okay. okay. I'll just read this for you and write this down. Object must be of wood and have two discernible ends. Mm-hmm. Wizard cannot choose to light only one end of the staff, nor can the staff be extinguished at will. Balls of blue flame appear on each end. Mm. It's a melee weapon that inflicts 1d6 points of damage, plus 2d4 points of flame damage per successful attack. It's not a magical weapon. Uh, It can be wielded by someone other than the caster, and ignite flammable materials as well as being used as a weapon. But ideally, no one should be that close to me. Ideally. However, I'm very squishy. We likely do not live in this ideal world. That's true. Okay, maybe I... That was fire stuff. Okay, yeah, tell me about um, Flame Ray, please. Flame Ray. This spell is a stronger variation of the Burning Hand spell. The cone of searing flame is projected from the caster's forefinger. It inflicts 1d3 points of damage, plus 2 points of damage per caster level in the first round, to a maximum of 1d3 plus 20 points of fire damage. In the second round, the ray inflicts half damage, rounded up. Successful saving throw versus spell halves the damage in either round. The flame ray cone extends 20 feet to a 5-foot diameter at its widest end. (coughs) There's also flame spin, 
creates a <laughs> two foot diameter vertical pinwheel of flame. Me? That you can throw around. I think. Flaming sphere, which makes makes sense. Right? The classic. Um, that's it for the obviously fire related spells. Unfortunately, these are scans because it's an old document, so I can't like. It's not no OCR, so I can't. can't. Uh, yeah. So. Crumble. Yeah. For your information, Flaming Sphere does uh, 2d4 points of fire damage when creatures come in contact with the globe. Those within 5 feet of the sphere's surface must also save or suffer 1d4 points of heat damage. Mm-hmm. Sphere moves as long as the spellcaster actively directs it, so it's like, you know. Go that way. It's like the 5e spells that make, you make a little sphere move around. Yeah. Forget about it. Light something on fire. <laughs> Um, what, what was that? Sh- what was the shuriken one? Fire shuriken? Yeah. Just, I mean, if I'm only going to have three of them, I'd like to make sure I can actually do some. Makes a flicking gesture with your hand, firing out one or more shuriken-shaped wheels of magical fire. Ta- attack roll's got to be made. Uh, a successful hit causes 2d8 points of damage from the flames and the sharp edges. Creatures resistant to fire suffer only 1d4. Upon striking the target, the fire shuriken disappears in a burst of multicolored smoke, temporarily obscuring the vision of the target. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Neat. And since you're level two, you can only cast one shuriken at a time. That's fine. That's a level two spell. That's fine, I'll take that though. It's fire still... shuriken, level two, range, 60 feet. Okay. Said. How many D8? 2D8 points of damage from, you know, flames and slashing or piercing Mm. or whatever. Um, And if they're resistant to fire, they only take 1D4. And then, after it strikes the target or any other solid object on a missed throw, the multicolor smoke happens. So you picked light. I did. Light. Was a level two? Mm, well, I thought it was level one. It's level one? What did I tell you was that? I thought you said it was level one. I don't know. Whatever, I'm allowed to pick three, you level one, or level two, so... I'm trying to figure out how much you have left. You have one spell to pick left? I know, because I, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with fire staff, too. Fire staff? Okay. Yeah. So nice. got light, fire shuriken, and fire staff. Let me give you the information for fire staff, huh? Okay, please. In case someone does get close, a little too close. <laughs> or maybe you need to hand somebody a staff because their weapon broke. It's true. Let, just let, go let's think positive. It's dangerous. Take this. <laughs> Take this flaming staff. Fire staff is a level two. It's not just staff. It's on fire. The best. Kind. It has a range of zero, right? Because yeah. it's on the thing that you, yeah. you're holding. Yeah. Um, Duration is one round per level. Two mm. rounds. Mm-hmm. It's pretty short. Yeah, oh. it's, it's literally just in case someone gets too close to me. Get a quick whap. Fire Staff inflicts 1d6 points of damage plus 2d4 points of flame damage. Not a magical weapon. Can also ignite flammable materials. Cannot be extinguished at will. Yeah. Okay. 
There's your spells. Point of order. Yes. So for arms and head, there's the option where it says roll twice for head two more times. What happens if you roll yet again? Do you just continually get more and more arms for, like, multi-armed? So it's got... Let me look at the table real quick. Yeah. Roll for your arms two times. What interesting Gain question. an extra action per turn involving them. No, my understanding is that any future rolls of that would be ignored. Okay. Right. I was worried there would be this like weird fractal being you turn into with just <laughs> no, arms because that would be ridiculous, right? Yeah. Splitting everything. No, basically you're getting at maximum like an additional two extra set. Right. Okay. I was worried about how you'd try to resolve that mechanically. Okay, uh, so I get to pick a first and a second level? Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering um, correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking for things since Eldritch seems to have this feel around the class that it's like, ah, oh, you were a wizard and then you did something bad. Or you could have been cursed by something. a god or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so I'd like to look for anything that's kind of like divination or enchantment. Are kind of the two things I'm leaning towards. Okay. If there is anything of that sort in first and second level. Do you? Uh, so let's let's think about it in fifth edition mm-hmm. terms. Are there any divination or enchantment spells that you're thinking of? Like, off the top of my head, I cannot think of any of the divination. Um, any of those, like, quick peeks into the future, boost to next attack roll, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, enchantment. I wouldn't mind, like, a charm person style thing. Um, or okay, a yeah, sleep. we can do that. Yeah. I know what that is in here. First volume. Breed names for uh, to use as my name, and one of them's Beefalo. Mm. It's the uh, I I thought that was a joke name from uh, Don't Starve. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they're Beefalo. Do you want to charm person? I mean, just straight up. Is it first or second level? Uh, it is a first level spell. I'll take it. Yeah. What? Charm person. Charm person. A first level spell. 120 feet. A beef master. <laughs> you, you need to be beef masterson. <laughs> so, this spell affects any single person it's cast upon. Turn person includes any bipedal human, demi-human, or humanoid of man size or smaller. Okay. So, for instance, it wouldn't work on an ogre or a giant. But humans, kobolds, lizardmen, half-orcs, half-elves, goblins, gnomes, gnolls, dwarves, elves, dryads, brownies, sprites, troglodytes, orcs. That sort of thing. Cool. Uh, person targeted doesn't do a saving. You know, an attribute test to try to resist. Okay. Um... 
So does if, that mean I'm rolling for them? No, no, no. They okay. Yeah. So you will actually. Roll. In that no, case, okay. I will have okay. a roll. Yeah. If the person receives damage from the caster's group in the same round the charm is cast, additional bonus of plus one per hit point of damage received is added to the victim's saving throw, so it gets harder to It gets easier. Okay. Plus yeah. one per damage. Um, he regards the caster as a trusted friend and ally to be heeded and protected. Any word or action of the caster is viewed in the most favorable way. But they're not going to, like... Be controlled. Take a bullet for it. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to put their life in danger. Thus, a charmed person would not obey a suicide command, but he might believe the caster if assured that the only chance to save the caster's life is for the person to hold back an onrushing red dragon for just a minute or two. <laughs> Doesn't have to be more than that. You also have to be just able to speak seconds. the language. Okay. Just 30 seconds, bro. The duration of the spell is a function of the charmed person's intelligence. Charmed persons, not you. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Is there still cheesecake in there? No. Nope. <laughs> Jason destroyed it. <laughs> nice. I, I figured there'd be like one more. But I nope. came, I got up like the other morning and I was like, is there any cheesecake left? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you woke up with a little blood sugar and we're like, hmm. No more cheesecake? Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> Let's solve that problem. I can offer you So there's charm person for you. That's okay. a level one. I will then need a second level. I totally forgot about it. Front. I'm like, oh, yeah. Second Jason took care of it for you. Yeah. Lots of alteration, necromancy. I'm trying to see if there's something I can style along the lines of like, I looked into the abyss with some sort of spell, hmm. or necromancy, something or... close. Yeah, potentially, yeah. When you die, you go to the abyss. Or like oh, ab- no. what? Abjuration. Abjuration is more like shield and oh, protection, yeah. usually. Conjuration. Nightmare. Because mm. then you accidentally tap into mm. some other. Dimension, you're like, oh, oh, whoops. Oops. <laughs> I like the divination for that sense of like looking somewhere. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't be. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is there like a far sight or something like that? I don't know. I can certainly look. Leon, that is a die, not food. I'm sorry, it almost gave you a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might need one every now and then. Mm. Well, there's Foresight, but that's a level 9 spell. Oh. Mm. Uh, is this AD&D? This is AD&D. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find like a wiki-friendly version to pull... Yeah, I found that there were there are a couple of pages that have yes, like... I have the player's handbook for AD&D 2E that you could just crack open that book and look into it. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to give you all of your options. And all the stuff online is like, oh, this is from it's the first edition copy of the book. It's from the second edition copy of the book. Here's the stuff from Dark Sun. And that's why I was reading through these because these contain, mm-hmm. from what I understand, everything. How about uh, Detect Thought? 
Okay. It's mm. a classic one. That or ESP? Hmm. ESP is a classic one. Yeah. Okay, detect thought. Let me look at that. Scroll, 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 scroll. Hmm. I wish I could just control it. I can't. Detect thought. Page down, page down, page down. What about delayed magic missile? <laughs> I mean, that's always fun. You're like, huh. Five seconds later. <laughs> Detect temporal anomaly. That's a Ooh, fun. Is that second level? <laughs> that's a level one chronomancy spell. Oh. Chronomancy. Mm. Uh, that's, a, you know, it's about turbulences in the time stream. Mm, okay. so that's Probably not, not going to get Not used, really relevant it? for you. Sad. <laughs> Detect thought is a level two. Mm-hmm. Ten feet per level. Making a collect call on the wrong wrong uh, super being. Mm. <laughs> Maximum of one turn. Prank call. This spell uh, allows this for the detecting the presence and precise location of intelligent thoughts. Mental activity of creatures with intelligence five or greater. Except those thoughts are shielded by psionic stuff. As you do. Solid barriers do not affect this detection. Nice. And its probing allows detection of all the separate sources of thought in a group of beings. And hence, as to each thinker's general inclination and mental strength. General inclination being angry, bent on killing, sad, confused, searching for something. Exact thoughts cannot be read by means of this spell. That sounds fun. Spell lasts up to one turn unless ended earlier by the unleashing of another spell from the caster. Hmm. If a psionic power is used, a spell cast, or a magical item activated by being under surveillance of this spell, the watching caster learns the precise nature of the power or magic used, and any words of activation, spell casting, or control. Nice. So you can learn like magic item activation stuff by yeah. going, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Sandy? So it's 10 feet per level. Yes. Yeah. Twenty feet. And rest, yeah, rest is pretty. Yeah, it's either that or ten yards per level, Ooh. which would be sixty feet. Mm-hmm. But we've already established that we have to convert these yards into yeah. feet, <laughs> because otherwise you would be able to do light at hundred and eighty feet or something Just, like that. It's pretty great. I, I liked it before you. Hmm. Which it. seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't need a light like the cavern, like across the building from us or whatever. What's the What's the I I, I, I I tell you what. Let's look at five E's range. ranges for like. So what's what's the range of a light spell? Anybody know? It's probably looking it up. This is this is this is the part that takes the most like this because you have to do the some crunch. You have to do some uh, massaging, right? Man, if we got a mulligan, I'd be more than happy to re-roll my stuff and play something that's not a wizard. Five E light is touch. Right. So they heavily have changed it from earlier editions. What about text? Uh, it's probably going to be like 30 or 60 feet in radius. It tends to be. So it's 30 feet. All right. So let's call the tech thought 30 feet. We'll call light 30 feet as well. That seems reasonable. Okay, well, you said it was 20, so. Yeah, let's just call it 30. Okay. Darkness, what's the spell? What's the level on darkness? It's like 60 or 120 feet. What have I voted? I put it out for you. 
You put a 15 foot radius. 15 foot radius. And my range was 10 no, feet. No, that's per the level. sphere. We're looking at the cast 60 range. feet. There you go. So put put 60 feet to that. Yeah, okay. It fills a 16 foot radius. 60 sphere. feet, but it's still a 15 foot radius sphere. Okay. Sphere. Some things never change. That's nice because otherwise. That just seems easier because. If I do convert directly from yards, that's going to be some absurd distances. And you said light was 30 feet? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's make light 30 feet. Because you're... Like illumination or... Making yeah. a pinprick of light yeah. on something or someone okay. at 30 feet. But it'll be like... What is the radius? It's like 20, mm-hmm. 20 feet? Yeah. Sphere? 20 foot globe, yeah. Seems good. Globe, yeah. So are we all good to go in that respect? Have you got all your class stuff done? So, yeah. Do we have like suggestions for backgrounds? Uh, yes. Technically speaking, yes. Um, let's see. So this is where you're doing your background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short sentence that encapsulates an interesting time in your character's past. Should ideally contain one piece of world-building fiction, allowing a player to craft a narrative tie to the game world, and a story element unique to their character. It should also reveal one specific skill or narrow field of proficiency or knowledge that they learned or relied upon during this time. Here are some examples. Uh, once spent a summer in Yavesh hunting the Black Banner. Made a lot of enemies. Tracked down most of them and killed them. I was raised as a sewer child of Soroset. Pickpocketing and hiding in the shadows was my way of survival. Sewer child. Being raised up to Brother Chaplin in the 11th Legion taught me all I need to know about tactical warfare and death. I lived with the Black Hill tribes. I learned to live off the land. Learned to hate the Black Baron's dog soldiers, too. I'm a lore master for the Magisteriate of Bulgator Craxus. The only thing I don't know is why the council wants me dead. <laughs> a hefty price is on my head from the Black Bank. They don't take kindly to being conned out of large sums of money. The Black Wind took me from the forest in my youth. Humans of Gloomhaven raised orphaned elves such as myself. It's been a hundred years since I was young, but by my beard I know nothing of the surface. The deep mountain highways are like veins to my heart. True dwarf. Mm-hmm. Which is a, sh- a relatively short sentence. There's some a little fl- more flowery than others. If you roll a d12, I can give you an inspiration tag. Which may or may not be useful to you, depending on your class. It may seem ridiculous. Nine. Nine. Chosen as a god's instrument. Nope. <laughs> Tiefling, so no. Well, it could be a dark what? god. No. Let's not. Or just a regular ass god true, is like, yeah. man, I don't care what you look like. like. That's true. There are Tiefling clerics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not along the line of what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah, racist thoughts. <laughs> the tiefling's now part of. The I don't system. understand why both you and Liana are racist. Like, why, why is I that? don't understand why you insist on this joke when, like, it's being recorded. It's not a joke. It's like actual fact. <laughs> Does anybody else need an inspiration? No. No. Anyone else want an opportunity for Jason to call you racist? I'll call him. No, I'm good. I'll use my scant skills that I learned in like a couple months of mock trial to, tick, to pick apart everything you've ever said. 
immediately slam everyone with the racist card. Mm-hmm. So ideally it should say, like, here's a thing that I'm connected to in the world, and here's a thing that I'm good at or that I know a lot about. Right? Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. Now you could see at the bottom of the sheet on the front first page there's something mm-hmm. called shared experiences. Mm-hmm. Ignore that for right now. That's the experience system. Which is fun because you have to in the course of play you will have experiences like defeating a powerful named enemy completing a quest for an NPC, overcoming a deadly and powerful threat, discovering the entrance or the newer, deeper level of a dungeon and starting to explore it. And then, once you've acquired a number of experiences equal to your current level, Mm -hmm. you go to a tavern or some other place where there's a lot of people, and you share those experiences with them. Hmm. And by doing so, by by telling the tales of the things that you survived and experienced, you level up. But that will not be important. Because you may or may not live. No, I'm not going to live. <laughs> That's the spirit. I mean, the two hit points, it's hard to argue with you. <laughs> I mean, eight hit points and oh, right, strength eight. of 13 and... Oh, you'll be fine. 10. You actually have scores. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. I have a nine in strength and dexterity. I have to give up hit points to be able to get scores. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're pretty good boosts, but... <laughs> yeah, assuming I can't get doubles... The biggest boost, if I roll perfectly, would be a plus 10 strength. And that's getting... Oh, no, that, that only works for arms. Okay. It's going to be 10, or not 10. Plus 9? Yeah. Okay. So, um, for the spellcasters, mm-hmm. unless it says otherwise, once per day you can spend an hour memorizing a number of spells or prayers equal to your level. Cool. You can only memorize and use spells or prayers of a level equal to or below your caster's level, which makes sense. So you've got one to two spells, you're level two, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When you are using an action to cast a spell, specifically a spell, since both of you don't use prayers, really, mm-hmm. you have to make an int test. Adding the spell's level to the roll. Adding. Right? Okay. So the higher level spell it is, the harder it is to go roll under your hint. Yeah. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. 
If the spell is memorized, you make that test with advantage. Okay. So that's the advantage of like using the spells you memorized as opposed to trying to cast it out of a book. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Or a scroll or what have you. <clears throat> yeah. If you succeed, the spell happens. Good for you. High five. If you fail, the spell, if it was memorized, isn't memorized any longer. Okay. And you have to roll 2d6 on a fun table on that I won't tell table. you very much details about. <laughs> Is it actually called a fun table? It says mishaps of magic and faith. I can tell you, on a result of 12 to 10, chaos reigns <laughs> for, for the arcane. There's a whole one for, there's like a separate labeling. Chaos reigns. 9 to 5, spell collapse, which is, you know, like, that's, I think statistically speaking, it's the most likely role in that 9 to 5 region. And it's like, not as terrible as you think. It's like, the spell maybe happens, but does half as well as it's supposed to. Or, like, it affects the wrong target. Or, you know, it's like something... Garbled in translation. Cool. Or, four to two, which is that which should not be. My favorite. Yeah. (laughs) What happens if you roll a one? You can't roll one. You can't. On on 2d6, you can't roll a one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, what happens if you roll a one? (laughs) (laughs) Then you find a way. you've (laughs) You've really messed something up. Does everybody have their, their racial adjustments? They've got their traits that the races came with, like mm-hmm. night yeah. vision and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, you picked your class. You did your HP. You've got your two hit dice, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got that back. You've got your equipment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what armor value they provide. Mm-hmm. And remember, you're picking A or B, right, in the yep. equipment section. Mm-hmm. I just have robes. I don't think that gives me any armor. If it doesn't say so. AV something, then you don't have it. I think it's an AV1. Actually. If it's AV1, then you have 1D6 in your armor. Okay, well, right. let, me, let me double check that because that's going to mm. be important. Any right. suggestions for a, a specific skill or narrow yeah. field of proficiency knowledge for a. For a charger? Cavalier. Cavalier, right, to keep my, uh, my middle so school. Did you, was did the you pick a centaur? Uh, min- mentor. Okay, good. I was like. No, no, no. no, no. That. That <laughs> you start with a horse, but you already right, are at least horse. partially a horse. I, I've always thought of that, and that's it's like you're, they're, they're basically they're just slaves. That's why yeah. they changed the Unearthed Arcana about centaurs before they published it, because people were like, we well, can just, according to rules as written, you can just stack centaurs. <laughs> like endlessly. But as, put, the, put a centaur on that centaur. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah. yeah. I got the Horn Knight of someplace. Okay, so if you're looking for a set of skills, um, do you want them to be useful skills? Maybe they don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Thinking like demolisher of tournaments, <laughs> defender of the week, or something. I mean, I wanted to lean on things like winner of drinking, oh. you know, challenges and. Uh, oh. D- Demolisher flag and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's something like uh, I I won the drinking contest and the jousting competition <laughs> at last year's you know uh, <laughs> King's Challenge or, or whatever you know what I mean so that at automatically the same goes time. Yeah. yeah you were you were jousting while drinking no that's a good one right and that tells yeah, a lot it's a lot of character right just immediately plus it tells you that you know like that during your background, if you're going to take advantage of it, it'd be like, 
Okay, if I'm doing a jousting type thing, I can roll with advantage. Or if I'm drinking, Looking, I can do it with advantage. You know. There you go. <laughs> that sucks. But of course, these are supposed to be short sentences, so you can't like burden your well, background with like, short. here's a list of everything that I'm good at. So here's that I can my, use my background my in every possible situation. Mm hmm. So do you start with the number of armor dice equal to your armor value? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your armor so. value determines normally your number of armor dice, which are always D6s, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're wearing a shield or a helmet, it adds an additional die on top of that. But it doesn't change the armor value. Okay. Because sometimes the armor value needs to be known. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if you're wearing chain mail, your AV is 3. Right? So... With a shield, you have 3d6 plus another d6. You don't have 4 so, AV. So what's the benefit of having, say, 3 AV plus 2 bonus dice versus 4 plus 1? It's easier to repair. Yeah. Yeah, but... Easier to repair so, the So are the plus ones, the are the plus ones, like, permanently destroyed if they're damaged? No. So they're just repaired just as they're, easy? Yeah, they're damaged, and then you'd have to repair it, and there'd only be the minus one against your roll, or plus one against your roll? Because it's the amount of damages put up against your, like, field repairs, right? If I'm remembering right. No, no, it's... Um, no, you just have to roll above your AV, whatever it is. Okay, right. just total AV. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So that way, putting on shields and helmets doesn't make it harder for you to repair... Your total armor situation, pizza. right? Mm. Now that instance where like all the armor die is broken and your pieces destroyed, um, that really that usually applies to like the stuff that you're wearing on your body, right? You know, a shield and a helmet. Um, there may be instances where those things are like sundered or shattered or broken beyond repair, but those would have to be like particular circumstances, right? Otherwise, you just consider them as, like, passive bonuses to your armor pool, right? Mm. Okay. So then otherwise... But I would still consider them separate from the <laughs> armor pool that you're getting from the stuff you're wearing on your body. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not like, oh, well... Technically, my chainmail doesn't break until I break five dice. No, it still breaks when you break three dice. But the three dice that come from your chainmail. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, think of it like as a sort of a secondary pool. Like, oh, here's some extra dice I can use. You can pull from. And until then, like, uh, okay, these are out. I can't use these anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I'm sure things get weird when I start doing or getting AV from body. Right, yeah. Because you don't really repair that. You just take the hit, it degrades, and then if you want to repair it, you just would have to refresh the transformation. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so, like, the lizard folk get, like, plus one armored pool. Nice. Which then takes eight hours of sleep to recover. To, to recharge, recharge. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. 
So that it would be the same sense. It would be like, okay, in this transformation, in this moment, I have this much AV. If it's all broken, then I'm stuck. Yeah. Until well, some other weird, you know, some other transformation happens, in which case I might get more. Oh, right. so so then would it be if you lose the three AV for a chainmail, then you would lose all five? No, you would just use lose the chainmail. You would just lose the chainmail. <coughs> so I'm trying to figure out what the benefit of having, like, because Cavalier, you can either get four AV or three AV, but effectively they're both five AV. No. Because the shields and the helmets don't add to AV. Well, I meant effectively, like your pool is your still Your pool five. is still five, yes. This is what I'm saying. Like, well, your pool is three and two. Does that make sense? Three and one and one. Yeah, yeah. And four and one. Mm-hmm. So... Like, statistically speaking, I guess, and I don't know the exact math behind this, but, like, if you did chainmail, which is three, and then you're wearing a helmet and a shield, which add one D6 respectively, right, you could chuck the helmet and the shield at damage before you started trying to cut into, you know, your chainmail. Yeah. Whereas if you were wearing, um, what was the, like, plate, plate mail plate, or something yeah. like, and you had a shield or whatever... You chuck the shield, but then you're starting to already eat into your plate. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, effectively, it's just overall worse. I don't know, man. It's I, didn't, just, I didn't design it. That's just. Because if you could just, well, I guess you could then get a helmet with if you got plate. I assume that helmets are easier to replace than, like, the suit. Yeah. Or you can just pick up another suit. Naturally, shield. helmets and shields are going to be cheaper and easier to repair and get a hold of than, mm. you know. than that higher quality uh, AV4, like, plate. Because let's, let's, let's be clear, if your shield breaks because of what some else? critical attack or something like that, and then you have to go into town, that may be like... You know, a handful of coins, right? Yep. But if your plate mail breaks, good luck finding the right person and having enough coins mm-hmm. to like properly fix it. Mm-hmm. Again, which is what I'm saying. It just sounds overall worse. Weird how they set it up, yeah. Because if you get the same effective AV pool, the only other thing is that you could then put a helmet on. Because since you don't have a helmet with the plate mail. You could have sex if you get. Well, think of it this way: uh, chainmail, in the in the event that it is, um, like seriously, the chainmail in the event that its armor die are permanently broken, right, would be easier and cheaper to fix those armor die as opposed to the armor die of a plate and mail. Yeah. Again. Yeah. What you're just saying is adding more bonus to the lower AV. Like, like, everything we're arguing about is following in chainmail like benefit. Hmm. There's no benefit to getting the plate mail. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Which is weird. But yeah. I mean, unless you just want a plate because it looks cool. Yeah. Basically. It's a valid mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and there are sometimes... Again, this, this design harkens back to, like, 
Oh, D&D, which is like, is there not a rule for it? We'll just make a judgment and move mm-hmm. on. So there may be a point where, like, plate and mail is... I would give you advantage to defend because plate and mail covers... More of your body. Like, joints or stuff. You have more of your body better. Like, if there was a, you know, a guy with a crossbow trying to snipe you in the joint or whatever, like, chain mail's not going to do as much for you as yeah. plate mm-hmm. and mail would, so... Like so, daggers, so the, so the benefits of plate and mail are kind of nebulous match. Yeah. Interesting to see, like, a, I want to say just a, a sword club, a group of people who practice, like, swordsmanship. Um, they did a whole bit of sparring with daggers, and it's like, your dagger is there to, like, block or dissuade a hit, and then if your other sword ends up busy, then maybe you'll use it to go for, like, neck or joint. Nice but you're not, you're not swinging with a dagger, you are stabbing most you are of stabbing. the time. Mm-hmm. It, daggers will also mean mostly used to actually get through your, your, your like your chain mail. Mm-hmm. They could because they were smaller blades. Smaller blades and they would puncture a lot better. They would break the the, the joints of the chain mail a lot easier since chain mail is mostly about defending slashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you can get into one of those you chain break loops it. you can pop it with enough force. Yeah. Sounds so pleasant. Oh yeah, I mean, welcome to warfare, right? Yeah. No part of it is actually pleasant to take part in. No. It was fun making the chain. Of it, I'm sure. <laughs> it took me a while. But... It, it's one of those things where you're like, it was fun to make. I hope I never have to use it. <laughs> it's pretty heavy too. Oh, I, I can bet. Ooh. Yeah. And I, the skirt isn't very long either. It's only like what's necessary. Yeah, like the. That ended up being what a lot of armor was, where it's like, look, you just need to cover the vitals, and you're good. Because no, e- even like most channels, covered like at least down, like down to your belt. This is mm-hmm. just like waist. Waist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I can make it longer, but nah. Nah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. No, it's the reason why body armor is so focused on like just the chest. With very little on the side. Sure. It's also like, realized how yeah, as long as it doesn't armpit, hit there, okay. I, I, I realize how much the armpit has, you know, pinch point. Oh yeah, yeah you got some lymph nodes in there. It sucks. You, you you, yeah. yeah, it's it sucks connecting all those because they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so then it the feels, secret is don't. And that's <laughs> it, and that's why they're weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's why they're weak spot. Yeah. Do you want mobility or do you want armor? You can't have both. Okay, so are we all good to go? Equipment, magic, name, people's so. names, uh, tragic backstories Sorry. with dead parents. Check. Well, <laughs> okay. So my grandfather was a stake. Stake burned at the stake. Oh, okay, I see. Right. I was gonna say eaten at the stake. <laughs> he was a stake and was eaten. <laughs> did, did somebody like? <laughs> Did you, you get branded a hundred percent Angus beef? <laughs> Is do you have that as a tramp stamp? <laughs> it's not a stamp. It's it's a it's a it's a that's probably branding. the first time on any of these recordings we've ever said tramp stamp. So that's... I <laughs> I think we I don't know. Once. I think we've mentioned it at least all right, once before. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to listen to it all Sir, like a thousand hours. It, it's a branding, not a you know a stamp. So, so, so I want everybody in turn. I'm going to go with Stephen and go around, okay, to tell me the name of your character and the race and the class, okay? Okay. So, Stephen, Rustin. 
R-U-S-T-I-N? O-N. Okay. Russ. Wolf folk. Wolf man, woman? Wolfman. Wolfman? Mm-hmm. Wolfman. Wolfman. Eldritch. Eldritch. Okay. Robert. Ryloft. Spell that for me. R-Y-L-O-F-T. Okay, I like it sounds. All right, Ryloft. She's a Clydesdale centaur. Okay. And she's a ranger. Budweiser will approach you. <laughs> centaur ranger. Got it. Lance? Brangus Beefmasterson. Yeah. B-R-A-N-G-I-S? G-U-S. Brangus Masterson. Beef Masterson. So beef is your nickname. <laughs> Got it. Or it's part We're, of no, your last name? It's part of my last name. Oh, beef right. Masterson. So I it's, see. So it's a long So Brangus Beef Masterson. It, it's beef like Masterson. a German last name where they're like, just throw more in I'm going to spell be that B-I-E-F... M A S T U U R S O N. Nice. Brangus Beefmasters. Okay. And you are a Minotaur. Minotaur, yep. And a Cavalier. Cavalier. Right? So you start Image with a... alone. So you start with a horse. Yes. And you literally are partially a horse. So, like, I imagine that when the two of you first met, you were like, the fuck are you doing, man? This is this is like you know what year this is, and you're still riding on my kind. Fuck you, Rachel. Her name is Niza. N i z a. It was the magician that had centaurs just basically having horses as sex slaves. She's a tiefling wizard. Because you know they're just horses, and so the wizard, as the stereotype goes. Okay, they they just feel like you know we're 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 half human, so we're. So it's okay? Mm. <laughs> We're one step above you. <laughs> I think it was the magicians, which... It's a, it's a weird Narnia, basically. An adult Narnia. I mean, Narnia was pretty weird as is. It, yeah, it gets even weirder. Mm. Still really great, though. All right, then. Lev Grossman. Okay, so, the four of you... It is weird. Yeah. Are in... The four of you are in the town of Portnell, uh, P-O-R-T-N-E-L-L-E. Wait, did we get your name? Yeah, Niza, N-E-Z-A. N-E-Z-A. Portnell is a, um, you can think of it as your average gothic medieval village, right? Um... With the uh, the notable feature that there is a massive estate on the edge of the of the land proper, right? Um, that is has been owned for many years uh, by the Feistkross family, um, who has provided vassalage to two thirds of the village, right? In 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 the last several decades, right? Um, right now, um, you are you. The, the lot of you are inside uh, the village church, as um, one of the uh, town leaders, uh, spe- specifically a, uh, a a local father, um, the sort of town patriarch, 
um, has gathered everyone inside the church, uh, and you've got like, you know, approximately 30 or 40 people, including you, um, to hear this this announcement, this this uh, uh, proclamation that uh, the the father is going to make. So you're inside this church. There's a storm raging outside. Heavy winds and rain, lightning, you know, cracking across the sky a la... Um, uh, every dark and scary night. Every, <laughs> like, hammer horror movie you've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> uh, the storm is battering the shutters of the windows in this small church you find yourself in. And before you, you see uh, you see Father Geralt, uh, who is pale as milk and older than sin. Um, he, he stands before you. He's the town patriarch, if you will. And the rest of the town leaders, um, and, and Father Geralt is dressed in his familiar robe, which makes, for some of you, your stomach immediately turn upon noticing this, uh, made of human hair. He has a human hair oh. robe, which is very comfortable, and he enjoys it. Mm. Uh, he says in a, a croaked, age-withered voice, now that you've all gathered here, I need to convey some rather distressing news. Artemis has granted me a vision. She has shown me a vision of who is responsible for the recent abductions and mutilations of our neighbors and family members. He pauses for dramatic effect. Aristemis has shown me the way, and it is... Dr. Lotrin von Geisterblut. And around you, ev- everyone in the nice. co- those sort of impromptu congregation groans in unison. <sighs> so Dr. von Geisterblut, you're familiar with him at least a little bit from having been in Portnell, you know, longer than, you know, a couple of days. Um, you know, he was an ancient elf. Uh, he is an ancient elf. He still is. Um, whose family went back as far as history was recorded, basically. <laughs> was remembered, rather. He was considered an eccentric in the town. He was the current um, resident of that, you know, manor up in the, up on the, end of the, the end of the land proper. But he was certainly not ever considered a murderer. Um, he was disowned by his wealthy family and become a recluse. And every year, the rumors in town of his exploits up there uh, in his um, in his tower, his estate, um, became more outlandish. Um, and accordingly, you you know, there the 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 uh, townspeople around you, a, a couple of them are muttering like, oh, he's maybe, he may have well he may have well blamed the solstice dryad or whatever. It could be you know that. It's basically said nothing. It's like, oh, we got dragged in here for this. It's storming outside. My, my, my crops are getting, you know, my, my, my stuff's getting wet. Um, and so there's, there's, there's this groaning, there's this sense of, of dissatisfaction. There's even some snickering in the crowd at this, this uh, old, old gentleman uh, decrying this other old, old elf living in a tower somewhere that he's causing these and and to be fair a rash of of concerning disappearances and 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 rapted like mutilations finding bodies and stuff like that um he's undaunted by it so he 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 continues this is is no jest 
Aristomus has provided a warning and guidance. Cover yourselves with the blood of your ancestors for protection this night. And then the Victorious may prevent further bloodshed by breaching von Geisterblut's ancient keep to prevent the awakening of the abomination. And uh, with that, you see that uh, Father Geralt um, takes out this vial of what looks like to you this this kind of red powdery substance um he uh, uncorks it um you actually know this he's mentioned it before this is a it's actually a relic that he's kept in his tabernacle the whole time this is uh, a this macabre vial that supposedly contains the congealed remains of some long forgotten paladin Ugh. And your stomach begins to turn as he dumps it out mm. and begins smearing the stuff <laughs> across his cheeks, like oh. in 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 battle stand, in like a war like war paint. Mm. Um. So as you're seeing this, this old 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 man, you know, rub this congealed paladin blood on his mottled skin, uh, and your stomach is turning, and the rain is thrashing. Um, you are quickly surprised by a crash. You see that behind you, the church door has been smashed open. Wind is pouring in. Rain. You can see a flash of lightning. And that illuminates a seven-foot-tall, faceless creature. Like a, like a, like a clay statue. Mm-hmm. Who is in the splintered doorway, now lumbering towards you. And you see... Some others of that same type, that same being, following behind it. It's too late! Father Geralt screams. His face is now basically russet with this blood powder he's placing himself. <laughs> Von Geisterbots, wretched demons have arrived to claim us all! Now, uh, I believe that you'll probably want to defend yourselves. Mm. So we should probably roll an issue. Okay, okay. Is okay. that... Geisterblut, as in B L U umlaut D or T? No, it's G E I S T E R B L U T. I guess it'd be Blut. Okay, Geisterblut. I've been saying Blut, so I don't. I assume I assume he's supposed to be like Doctor von Ghostblood. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Um. So do we add? No, you gotta either roll under it or above it. Oh, for decks. for decks. Yeah. Right. Roll onto your decks. I rolled way above it. Then okay, then you're going after. I'm going after. Come on, I'm going after. I'm going after. Going after. Okay. <laughs> so we've got our, our, our claymen. Hopefully. <laughs> so they're going first. This is a good start, yeah. Party wiped out by monsters on first round. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no, it's no. gonna be the shortest session ever. Since my horse is probably outside. I just need to get on you, and then no, you're not getting on me. <laughs> Let me mount it. Don't use that word. Fastball no. special. <laughs> it's right up there with the penetrate. Just don't. Do yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so you're all going after. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That seems cool. To be the case. Right. So I, 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 I'm guessing we're probably in the back because we can't like. Sit on the pews without breaking them, and weird like mostly non-humans here. So yeah, we're we're probably closer to the back. I mean, no one's inviting me to their fucking picnics in the tea room. (laughs) 
You can what? come to mine, but I don't think I host course. many picnics. Yeah. I think most of them are like dark rituals or something. I'd probably come to those. Okay, oh, so this nice. this foremost uh, this foremost creature, this faceless, vaguely human-shaped form, uh, in this kind of like disgusting, like light brown, off-white mm. coloring, with like uh, uh, sort of hairline cracks and smudges throughout throughout his body, uh, stomps forward. Um, who is closest to the door? It probably would be me. Okay. The, the, whole, yeah, the centaur makes sense. This, this, this uh, golem essentially stomps forward, and then with the back of his hand, and tries to, to basically backhand you into a pew and, a, and the, the church wall. Oh yeah, that hits. What would you, what'd you get? 18. So oh. it's a 19, effectively. Why is it 19? Because I'm using a two-handed weapon. Oh, that's right. Yes, very good. Okay, so you definitely take that damage. Yeah. Let's see here. Oof. <laughs> so, you take five points of damage. As so, this thing, like, so how does armor work? <laughs> now, remember, um, if you fail to defend, you can take an armor die and expend it, and you ignore the damage. But you have a limited amount of, of those dice. I'm going to use it when I really need it. I survived okay. this one. <laughs> so this thing, like, rails back, smacks you with the back of its its massive hand, and sends you flying against the, the side of the, the, the interior wall of of the church. You hear some glass crack under you and the, the splintering of wood. And you hear the, the people beginning to, like, scream and panic as they're trying to push themselves back against the walls and away from... These, these entering golems. Okay. Uh, the golem off to the left of that creature uh, moves forward uh, and tries to just straight up punch okay. uh, our, our friend Brangus directly in the face. So defend on melee, please. Oh, I failed too. Nice. The <laughs> roll is 17. You take five damage. Okay. The damage keeps Unless coming. you use your armor. So you take five damage as this thing reels forward and punches you directly in the face. And the the size of this thing's fist, it's this like knuckle width and general surface area, it basically covers your whole head. Mm-hmm. Uh, sands okay. the horns, right? I, I would like to say I'm wearing a helmet. It looks like a horned helmet, but like <laughs> there's like slots for, for, for your own <laughs> horns. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this thing bashes you, and you stagger back, taking this full full blow to the face. The uh, the third golem off to the right, you know, in this sort of triangle here, um, moves forward and tries to um, grab our friend Rustin here oh boy. and <laughs> toss him back through the church into sort of the vestibule area. Okay. Uh, dexterity. Or no, maybe. that's still going to be yeah, male because he's okay. trying to trying to get trying you to through. Natural 20. Hey! Oh, very good. <laughs> All right. This is going to be short. <laughs> that first turn The good thing is we already know how to make characters. Yeah. So we can just turn so around. So nine points of damage. Oh, we have... Well, we don't have to, but I'm, I'm going to use the armor on that one. Okay. <laughs> so one of those die is broken and you ignore that's the damage. That's broken armor. So this thing successfully picks you up with its massive hand throws you uh, 
uh, into the back area of the church. Luckily, before hitting this sort of vestibule area and cracking your back against one of the the beams of the church, you sort of uh, your your fall, your throw is basically absorbed by a crowd of people who have tried to tried to get out of the way, and so you basically use them as a kind of crash pillow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Tearing my armor. Okay, now PCs. Now this small church is basically in terms of like width and depth mm-hmm. um, fewer than it's 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 less than thirty feet. So it's a single range or two range bands close. So and close near. and nearby, right? Mm-hmm. That's just to keep you in mind. So you have the the, the picture of this cramped little mm-hmm. church that their their door was essentially like burst open and the doorway cracked open for these these golems to come in. Okay, so now it's PCs. So who wants to go first? I'm going to go last because I was thrown farthest back. Oh, I'll go. Do what it. could be the harm in that? You, sure. Why you want to get a turn in before you die. Yeah. <laughs> so are they like grouped together? They're generally in the same sort of area. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to close the distance. Okay. I'm going to swing my partisan over my head and slash at two of them. Okay. Now, uh, Robert's class has an ability where um, they have certain classes like fighter, like warrior and things like that, have a pool of damage dice that they can then assign to multiple targets. Now, they still have to make multiple attack rolls per per target. But that allows them to either go full hog on one or just like attack multiple targets. Okay. So, I hit one. Very good. The other one I missed. So let's roll that damage for the one that you did. Three damage. Three damage. Okay. So you, uh, your, your partisan, is that what you said? Yeah. So you whip that around your head and slash, and you see one of the, the golems kind of for a moment bat it out of the way with his hand, and it ends up driving it into the neck of his sort of his comrade right next to him. And you see this burst of like dry uh, dust and, and what looks like probably dried clay. Uh, and this thing's whole neck and head just pops directly off, falls to the floor of the church, and then like like dropping a, an hourglass, there's a, 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 a sea of sand along the ground. And it sort of topples and falls to the ground. Great. Are you going next? I'll go next. Okay. So it looks like I'm like just charging straight at him, like horns first. And I just sure. do like this slide, and then I slash at the two of them. Bait and switch. Nice. Nice. And they both hit. Hey. Very good. So this will be the one that our centaur missed. Okay. And that's nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Very good. And then the other one, four points of damage. So a total of, you're hitting one with both your dice? Uh, yeah, I'm hitting one with nine, and then hitting the other with four. Because I, I have see. two okay. hit dice, right. yeah, yeah. and as a minotaur, I, I just want to make sure you're four. hitting both of them as opposed yeah. to one. Cool. So nine, and then what was the other one? Four? Four. Okay. Yeah. So I get a D4 for attack, but I have to specify which one it is. So you rush forward... Slice 
cut the the, the golem that uh, is, is nearest you's knees open. There's again the spray of dust. It like collapses and then cascades into a mountain of of, of sandy clay residue as it pours onto the ground. You also manage to strike uh, the the remaining golem across the the arm, and there's a spray of of clay dust as well. It is still up. Okay. Okay, so that leaves our Rustin and, and Nisa. Oh, I guess I'll go. I'm concerned about missing with my shuriken. That's okay. I mean, if the church catches fire, we get a great story. <laughs> 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 to be update, fair, it is raining heavily, so maybe it'll cancel out. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. It's, it's moist All right, on I'll the try. outside. Um, so I, I, I need to roll. Wet. What do I need to roll? Not so moist. for spellcasting, you're rolling under your intelligence. Drenched, even. Soaked. Soaked, yeah. Yes, barely. To the bone. As long as it's under, you did. Yes. Well, on the inside, it's okay. still pleasant. So the fire sure can happen. Great. So it's too this, this is like medieval Le- construction. Leaky. <laughs> yeah, it's, that it's just is thatched. eight fire damage. Eight fire damage. Ooh. Is there anything else on top of that? Or No, it's, that's the one that's like fire and... That's piercing, fire and piercing, yeah. yeah. Unless they're resistant to, resistant to fire. So you conjure this this uh, like hand-sized, you know, uh, writhing flame shuriken, and, you, and the thing spins through the air, dodging several villagers as it's Good. sort of uh, pen, you know, Christ. making a pendulum motion back and forth, and sticks directly into First this clay golem's forehead. Uh, nice you see that the the, the 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 golem's forehead, this whole his whole head just. <laughs> Explodes in this like uh, shower of <sighs> clay mist, and you can see the rest of his body just sort of disintegrate. And there's just a little poof of rainbow smoke. And a little bit of smoke here. from the shuriken. Beautiful. Gonna stand up, dust myself off. <laughs> that hurt. You yeah. hear you hear Father Geralt uh, in 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 the back, slightly crouched behind a a, a pulpit. Fucking coward. What what more proof do you need? Artemis's vision was clear. The abomination will, will be awakened this night and will kill a half score or more if not stopped before the cock crows. And you see him. He moves out from behind the, the pulpit. Uh, he sort of adjusts his, his human hair, hair robe <laughs> and starts making his way back, sort of shambling very slowly, as he's wont to do, towards the vestry. And the rest of the uh, the, the villagers uh, in the the church, this main area, are just kind of like sort of muttering to themselves and picking themselves up and dusting themselves off and trying to write the the pews that have been turned over and just generally trying to make sense of what just happened. I'll, I'll like lift my visor and your blood didn't work. He has he has gone back to the vestry. He's he's not even paying f- attention. I'm going to follow him. Okay. Because I smell bullshit. So you make your that's, way... That's not me, I swear. <laughs> That'll oh, be... I, I'm going to hear that joke a lot. Uh, that's going to be a recurring bit. Take Hold on, let me get some horse puns ready. <laughs> <laughs> one necrotic damage. So, so... Horse and cow. Uh, you head back to the, 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 the doorway to the vestry, right? The barrier to the vestry. Um, and you see that Father Geralt is actually... He has... Um, he has, he has uh, doffed... 
his human hair robe. He's oh, fully naked. <laughs> God, God damn it. Damn it. Uh, and he has, with what looks I like this man. a sort of a, a slightly curved, it's probably, you'd call it a ceremonial dagger. It looks like it is, it is more, yeah. it is more artistic than, than functional and aesthetic. Right, then you you an artisanal dagger. Yeah, it looks like it looks like something for ceremony rather than regular use. And you can see him actively. He is taking what little wisps of white hair that he has on his scalp and shaving them off. Apparently, readying himself for battle by by shaving his pate and then. Uh, it's because he has to add it to his vest. Sure. <laughs> for accents, I'll just go. Oh God, you're naked. Why are you naked? Ugh. You cannot interrupt me during the ceremony. Aristimus will be very disappointed. Uh, yeah, well, I must prepare myself s- for the battle. Stop and come here. With the robe, please. So he, he, he turns after he's done, he's done cutting off what little remained of his hair. He sets the ceremonial dagger down on a table in, inside the vestry, grabs the human hair robe, and then walks towards you naked with it. I'm just like standing off to the side with... Like, holding my staff out. Like, what do you need of me? We must hurry! Put your robe on and then we'll talk. I have no time for this! I must change into my battle gear! God. Okay, look, I'm just gonna... And I, like, situate my staff so I can't see anything. <laughs> Alright, that's better. <laughs> the abomination is Father, coming! We don't have any proof that this is from the elf on top of the manor. I don't understand. These clay creatures burst into your church, and you are sending us on a wild goose chase after this elf, who we have n- we have no proof that this... How do we know you didn't summon the clay creatures? Uh, Aristimus does not give me that power. I mean, he did put on the blood, and then they came. Yeah, that... What, <laughs> it's him. How do we not know you summoned them with how the congealed blood? How dare you! Oh, don't start How with dare you, madam? Ma- mm. Aristimus gives me the power to reject the evil and the abominations in kind, and I am one of its champions. Do you understand this? Why would I condemn the people that I have, I have guided in this town for so long by creating these, those, those clay abominations? To because you don't like the guy in the top of the hill and you want us to kill him. No one likes the guy at the top of the hill in the tower. So, why does he this need to die? Geisterblut is an agent of the devil. How do you know that? Who else is the, an agent of the devil? You? Me? Not me? It definitely could be you. I, I don't think Rationale's going to work on this guy. He's, All right, fine. And I'll just, lost. like, flick my hand and cast darkness on the, the vest where he's, like, preparing himself for battle. <laughs> just cast it and then walk out. Okay. Hey, where, where are you? Where did you go? Walking out. Very cold. <laughs> so you see that, that inside that the, already in the, in the in the main area of the uh, the the uh, the small church, the the uh, the townsfolk are still kind of like, you know, they're sort of huddled up to each other. They're trying to keep, you know, warm, and they're chatting, and they're just like, there's a nervous sort of energy and, and anxiety in, in the air. So, what do the rest of you do? What is it to repair armor? So you have to take a moment to rest, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in order to repair the armor, you take your broken die, or dice, depending on how many you've got, right? One broken. Okay. Now, once you do that, mm-hmm. 
You have to roll that dice. So it's a d6. On right. or, uh, ab- sorry, above your armor value. Okay, so I've got to roll five or two through six for it to be. If your armor value is repaired. two, it's one. Then you have to roll two through six. Yes. Cool. Then it'll be repaired, like temporarily, right? Well, let's see if I break the only clothing I've got. No. Okay. Good. Then you can add that die back, back to your pool. Right? Sweet. That's usable again. So yeah, Rustin's going to spend some time like tearing some bits of leather and kind of patchworking up his uh, effectively like asylum jacket that mm-hmm. he's been wearing. Right. Right. Um, Fantastic. Still has the arms like dangling in front of him. Um, Nisa's um, gonna take some time and like memorize a couple spells before we head up the hill. Well, you have to take an hour. Okay. Are we taking an hour? Because that'd be great. Sounds I... like we should. You're taking the an, damage. You're taking an hour. Should we not? Let me say that. More columns. An hour is a long time in crisis situations like this. Okay. All right, then I guess now now. Since you started the game, I assumed you'd already memorized. Hand spell? Yeah, the spell that you. Okay. You know, or whatever. You did your memorization stuff, just like you begin with certain spell slots and certain memory, you know, when you start the game. So don't worry about that. Okay. I, I mean, you can take the hour, but. <laughs> you know. I'm, nah, I'm, you'll be fine. You got armor. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm strongly recommending that maybe you don't, because something seems to be going on. Alright. And have detect thoughts prepared. <laughs> Why would there be more golems coming in the next hour? Okay, let's... I, I, why not, right? We need we, to, we need we to get up go. the hill before these... I thought you didn't believe in the, up the hill. No, we believe in up the hill. It's just what's coming from up the hill. I mean, we might as well do like a courtesy call, right? Make sure the old guy hasn't like fallen and can't get up. I'd like to warn him before these villagers come and try to whip pitchforks and torches at his door. It could well, just be a portal to some other plane that's, you know, pumping these out. 2.0. Put on a strike of lightning, winds, rain. I don't right. care. Let's just come go. On. <laughs> also, he was naked when I went back there. So let's just oh, go in the opposite gods. direction. Of... Yeah, let's... I mean, let's hurry. How could so... he not get more strange? I mean... That is what you get for following a strange man in a hair suit. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is he's not a strange man. Well, okay. He is. He is a strange he's man. He's not an unfamiliar. Yes. All right. Let's go. Push <laughs> open the doors and trek on out. Okay. <clears throat> Wolf in a straight so you push out. You find yourself uh, in the you in the, your horse. Yes, <laughs> you find yourself in the darkness, the wind and the rain. Your horse is a little bit chilly. There's a little bit of a of a, of a vibration there, but otherwise, it seems I thought to I be trained in, you better. Seems to be in good spirits. Um, You're carrying a minotaur. You have no time to worry. I'm pretty heavy. So this uh, full plate and a minotaur. This storm is is. <laughs> The storm is raging, and you see, um, as your as your sight casts across the the northern end of of the village, and you can see the the elevation sloping and rising to the hill. You can see that, uh, sure enough, um, um, the storm is continuing to rage, soaking your armor and, and, and whatever linen you're you're wearing. 
Um, lightning is continuously striking across the sky with an unusual regularity. Mm. Um, and as you start to approach uh, uh, Weisskloss Tower in, in, the, in, in, in the distance, you can hear the sounds of crashing ocean waves. And you remember, ah, yes, okay. So, so we're on a coast, and Weisskloss, that you remember from coming in to Port Nell initially, is in this kind of like... Not quite an island, but this chunk of land that is essentially moated by the by the ocean, right? Peninsula. You know, yeah. Um, there's a as you're approaching down down the road, making your way up the hill, you can see that sure enough, there's a broad moat about 15 feet across, acting as a barrier to the estate. Now beyond that moat is this immaculate, immaculately constructed stone wall. Um, that stretches for, for quite a distance. Um, in addition to which, uh, in the center of that is this gatehouse with a drawbridge that is currently raised. Is there anyone in the gatehouse? Um, it's difficult to make out the details because of the darkness and the rain. I'll have to draw closer to see if there is anything going on at the gatehouse. That's fine. I'll go mm. closer. Um, no. Yeah. Approach. Okay, so so you you make your way down to sort of the the, the edge. You're pretty close to where the land falls off and the moat begins. Um, sure enough, you don't see any lights coming from the gatehouse. There's there's a sudden uh, strike of thunder and a flash, and you can see the silhouettes of two figures uh, acting as sentinels <laughs> on the walls, holding with some kind of bow, short bows probably, and yet they remain oddly still. Shout out to them. Hello? You said hello? Is that what you said? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Nothing what? happens. Lower the bridge. You Again, uh, you'll have to, like, because of the the intensity of the storm and, you know, the, the yeah, lightning and the rain, you'll have to essentially uh-huh. shout. But they don't seem to be able to hear you or don't seem to respond. I as you as you have approached the the, the, the moat now, you notice that floating in the water uh, periodically are um, what look like limbs human limbs checks out you've got a bit of a pole arm, right? See if you can drag one of those to shore. I'm gonna be ready to, like, pick it out of the water if she decides to do so. What? <laughs> well, oh, if... Why do you want the... Oh, why do you want the human limb? I'll if go down a, there with my staff and see if I can... If it's a real arm, one out. then there's nothing in there that would eat flesh. If it's, like, a fake arm, then... Hey, uh, fine. There could be like man. We can tell if it's that. been nibbled on. So give me some idea of like, what you're looking at. Here you are, and then here's the the gatehouse. Okay. Okay, I attempt to drag an army. Okay, give me a dexterity check. <laughs> oh god, no, no, you're not bad. Better than me. I failed. No. Okay, so you put out your your your. Oh god, what is it? Not a falchion. I'm sorry, partisan. Partisan. <laughs> 
You put out your partisan and try to like essentially Grab lightly it. thwap one of the limbs towards the, the, the closest shore. And you find that it doesn't seem to be moving very much towards you, but it is bobbing a lot. Mm. You can't seem to quite get a good um, a good handle on it. It seems to be... You've, in fact, you've made it worse now as it's starting to drift mm. slightly back towards the, uh, the, the castle wall. Any movement from the sentry on top of the wall? None whatsoever. And, I mean, there... Mm. Even if we cross the moat, like, getting in there would be pretty tough, right? We've got to, like, climb up a little bit? Yeah. By the look of it? Well, um, are you talking about... Like, if we were to swim across, we would have to then probably climb a little ways by yeah, the look of it? Yeah, you'd at least have to, like, try to get into the sort of the small angle that is created by the wall and the drawbridge, which is not, like, flat, it's just raised. So you could, like, try to squeeze yourself into there, or you could climb up, you know, the actual wall of the gatehouse itself, which I remind you is in an incredible storm and slick mm. with rain, so it's probably not the not best idea in the world. Well, did anybody bring a ranged weapon? A weapon? <laughs> Don't use that, attorneys. <laughs> I mean, I could... Set something on tennis. fire a long way away. <clears throat> I will probably wouldn't work in the rain. I will uh, not doubt your magical abilities. But. Shout at the sentries, you know, things like "We're here to see your master" and like rattle off <gasps> his name. See if I can get some sort of magical code that will allow them, that will make them like lower the bridge. Exactly how far away are they? Within maybe 30 feet? Um, no, they're beyond that, yeah. And in terms of mm. both horizontal and vertical, vertical distance, looking at it, they're basically they're sentineling on the top of this, mm. this gatehouse here. All right, well, we're not really getting anywhere. Uh, um, let's try another and find another way in. You think he's going to have a back door? Well, do you have Secret a better entrance? idea? Yeah. Tunnels. I'm going to go hop in and try to swim across and climb up the other side. So you're getting in the moat mm-hmm. and trying to swim across. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bad idea number one. We're going to wait here and for you to lower the bridge down. Yeah. You get like a bit of a nod as it's it's hard to talk when you swim. Oh. Okay, so you're going to... So give me a strength check, actually. Uh, here comes the luck. Because you're fighting against the it's the storm and the current of the, of the moat. Yeah, we're going to bring some luck to make that a success. Okay. Uh, only need it's meat or below or does it have to it be has below? to be below okay has to be so below. that's gonna be what five points I don't need luck despite Do we having don't have just for this game no that's luck what? is our fortune yeah. luck is your fortune I have a four in luck okay then you have four points use them wisely I have a four as well now okay <laughs> there you go now <laughs> okay yep. so the so the the storm is kind of battering you the 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 pull of the moat it's actually because of the storm is rushing faster than you would like it's not mm-hmm. really standing as it should it's sort mm-hmm. of drifting off to, uh, in a kind Weird. of a counterclockwise direction um but you're able to sort of push your way as you're batting limbs off the foot there, He's not very good the leg swimming. there. I'm much better than that. I mean, I'd do it, but then I'd be leaving my horse. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't have to worry about that. So you find that you are you're swimming, and you're about halfway through the the moat, and you can see that close to the just under the drawbridge is like a narrow ledge that the drawbridge is attached mm-hmm. to so you think like okay if I can swim the rest of the way of the moat climb onto that narrow thing I can sort of fit myself 
Yeah. Hopefully inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully inside. Who else is anything else you guys are doing at the same time? We're waiting He's for just sitting at the drawbridge. <laughs> just, just kind of watching what's going on. We're waiting to see if he can look for it. Okay. If he needs help, then I, I guess I'll jump in. But Okay, so let's roll into the strength check because you're okay. continuing to make your way across the moat. I don't have enough luck for this. Ah, there we go. Four of nine. So we're good. All right, very good. Yeah. Not right. seven of nine? No, four. So you Already taken. continue to swim. Um... And you make your way about three-fourths of the way across the, the moat. You're continuing to make pretty good time despite the, 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 the current and the rain. There's a flash of lightning, and then you hear what sounds like... So there's... Uh, the rush of the water, and then you hear what sounds like... Doing the doggy paddle. And then you realize that that noise you just heard, there wasn't a flash of light. And behind you, you can hear the sound of water being sort of rapidly displaced. So it's going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't See you back. Getting so, a real like Archer's paradox. Halfway, then three fourths. Then... <laughs> so I need you to make uh, everybody make initiative checks, please. Now, the three of you, still on the shore, can see this massive um, multi teeth. Um, this massive multi-teethed fish, resembling almost like an angler fish with sort of glowing um, third appendage sort of sprouting out of its head, is rushing after Rustin and attempting to sort of devour it. Great. I nat 20 that again. Nice. Wrong system. Yeah, different die. Wrong system. Yeah. I can't help but feel like my die do I want to bring the rest of my luck horse. They do. They do. So, uh... Nah. I go before. Before? Okay. After. 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 Definitely after. Okay, so we know you're going to go. So, Ryloft, and then the rest of the PCs go after. Right. Okay. Rustin just assumes that, oh, one of them is swimming after me now. Sure. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, why not? What would possibly... So, oh. so Ryloft, so you see this thing is surfaced and is rushing after um, our, our friend Rustin. Do I have to get into the water to attack it? Well, you could, I guess, throw your <laughs> your uh, no that artisan. Will, that will not be good. Okay, well then luck. you'll be fine. Use some luck. Then you would have to get into the water because you'd have to be within striking distance, right? All right. Since I'm a horse, can I just ford it? Yeah. yeah I well, let me think here. So, how deep is it? No, the moat is deep enough that you wouldn't be able to, mm. to ford it. You would be floating still. Then you could just... Yeah, you've got, you've got <laughs> four limbs to paddle and two limbs to swing. You have the fun. So I have to swim. <laughs> yes. All if, right. If you're going to do a melee attack, then you have to swim. Yes. My background is I swam the raging currents of the river uh, Larkwa weather to catch my quarry. Very good. Okay, so perfect. All right, that's your background. Roll with advantage. This is a strength check. Got it. Very good. Okay, so you (laughs) into the water. (laughs) Thank you for that. I just want to hear you make that noise a couple more times. Okay. So so you leap into the water, um, and you are your horse limbs are paddling through, and so you are now um, you are now. 
close enough to the fish that because of your the sort of the length of your partisan, you can jab it. All right, so I twirl it above my head and stab down at it. Okay, classy. She's spearfishing. Oh, you got luck. Yes, I'm gonna use luck. Go. Okay, so you burn some luck. Let's see. It's got to be under fifteen. So. So four, you need three. Three. Yeah. To get under thirteen. That's 14, 13, 12. That's not too bad. Nope. What were you trying to get under? What's your strength? 13. Ah, okay. It looks like an 18 from here. So it's like <laughs> 14. It's hard to read 14. that dice. Okay, so roll your damage as you, you spear this this mutant anglerfish. Mm. That looks good. Okay. One and a two and a Eight. five. Eight damage. Eight damage? Oh, no, it's got armor. Does not have armor. Oh. I just have not rolled for its hit points yet. Uh, okay, so you with your partisan, um, and there's a, another crack of lightning, and you can see like a spray of this um, uh, this almost um, icker. No, <laughs> it's it's I'm, I'm I'm losing my my power as a description here. It's it's the way that uh, oil looks when it's been spilled on like concrete. And it's got oh, that sort of oh like a slick. No, like this this the rainbow like yeah this yeah, this multichromatic kind of okay. thing. This sprays out and you hear this <laughs> as it's um as it's sort of thrashing about. Um, you've you've dealt it a pretty serious wound, but it is still actively thrashing and fighting. Uh, the, uh, the, the giant fish takes that, that opportunity to sort of whip around and try to, uh, bite you. So please defend. (laughs) Come on. Oh, if only I wasn't using a two-handed weapon. Can you select bite him? Just one luck, right? Yeah. That's pretty cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this thing's giant, uh, you, this giant <laughs> jaw is open, uh, multi- multiple rows of teeth all gnashing about, and then chomp, and you're able to just uh, sort of bob out of the way uh, before this thing's whole mouth sort of devours you. Woof. <clears throat> Suddenly, uh, you hear mm-hmm. Rustin. Oh, jeez. Roll to defend, please. I'm guessing against range? Yes. Well, it's the same either way. Those of you who are not in the boat, the two of you are now actively seeing those figures uh, uh, who are are sentineling on top of the gatehouse are now firing those bows. So what'd you get? Hit. That was a hit for you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Big time. Oof. Two points of damage. Take it. As uh, an arrow grazes the... the, uh, the on the, the shoulder that is exposed as you were as you were swimming. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, you hear another arrow coming your way. Round two. Fight. Ah, I've gotten wise to it. With a natural one. Very nice. Okay. Oh, so don't you deal damage to them? Or <laughs> that's if... No. Because no. <laughs> I thought I saw something about rolling ones and... They're bow breaks. No, it's <laughs> if you roll a one when attacking and a 20 in defending, you're dealing double damage. It's only good or bad. So. But the defender is not doing damage to the attacker. 
You dodged, but you dodged with style. You dodged really well. You essentially took that arrow in the shoulder and then like did a sort of like uh, a moat barrel roll <laughs> and avoided the second arrow altogether. Um, okay, now the rest of the PCs turns. I need to know how far away these um, gentlemen, these people are on the top of the wall from me. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, I think you have the only range for our entire party. Yeah, that was a great if idea. If I knew it was raining, I wouldn't have taken fire. <laughs> That's yep. okay. Damn it, now I have to do trigonometry. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Welcome to trig. Plus B squared C squared. It's like 60 feet away. <laughs> Alright, so I'll scooch down to the very edge of the water, so I'm a little. I'm definitely within the 60 feet. Yeah. And how close are the two people on top of the wall together? They are. Uh, so you can see that there are two, like, essentially towers that yeah. uh, sort of. Uh, not parapets, those are not the right words. But they're built into the gatehouse itself, right? <sighs> and so what you're seeing here is that. Um, so there's one here and one here. So they are significantly apart from each other by a matter of 20, 25 feet. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, cast darkness on the one that successfully hit Rusted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that whole parapet is just going to be... Nice. Okay. You conjured darkness and suddenly... The, 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 a lot of you who are now, your attentions are pulled towards the gatehouse and can see this sort of orb of blackness that is actively, like, um, obscuring the night sky behind it. You can see the occasional flash of lightning is being essentially interrupted by this strange orb of darkness. Okay. Now keep in mind for how long that lasts. Uh, it, okay, one turn plus two rounds? I'm not sure how... So probably ten rounds. So it's your oh. turn. So your turn is ended. Yeah. And then one round per your level, right? Yeah. So it's two rounds. Two rounds. Yeah. So it's going to okay. last until so like the third turn you take. Okay. Right, that's, cool. Yeah. Time enough for okay. you to get the hell out of the water. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Speaking of which, I'd like to get the hell out of the water. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, then make another strength check to try to. Uh, to cover the last bit of distance and, and then climb onto that narrow ledge there. We can bring it down. There goes the luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We will succeed. I think I'll be down to what? One luck? Nah. Seven, ten, eight. Yeah, one luck left. Whew. Okay, good. very good. So you. You are now <laughs> swimming rapidly the last like few feet. You grab onto the the, the stony ledge uh, just connected to the, the drawbridge. And since you just like haul yourself over and squeeze in between the small angle just as you hear snapping behind you. But you are now safe. I'm sorry. Okay, so that was... So now it is Brangus's turn, I believe. I'm going to uh, urge my course forward and, you know, off the ramp, jump into the moat. <laughs> there's no ramp on this side. <laughs> I thought there I mean, was a ramp. Well, there's I mean, a little bit picture. of, there's like a dirt 
Yeah, it's, it's a lip. Yeah. It's a little dirt lip. Okay, yeah. that's what you want to... Yeah. yeah, sure. It's just... You just dive it in there. Okay. Just, See, I can't, I just drown your horse. <laughs> okay, give me a strength check. You were wearing plate give it, mail, Okay, yes. give me that with... <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, let me think there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so you're heavy, but the horse is trained. That's, I mean, you, you get an advantage. Your horse. Your horse is trained. So it's a war horse, right? It's a war horse, yeah. Probably. Yeah. There we go. Natural one. Very good. Eight. Okay. So with the grace of a gazelle, much like uh, Ryloft before him, uh, Brangus leaps off, and now, now you are in inside the moat. I'm imagining it as the horse from Tangled now. <laughs> okay. no. Maximilian's fine. Mm-hmm. And I, and Maximus is a great horse. It, and my, my ability is a pale horse, and that was quite a white horse. On a pale horse. Mm-hmm. Although, Maximus has a lot of sass. I don't know that you yeah. want him to be That's... <laughs> So, am I close enough to the fish to attack it, or do I have to like, Yes, swim because it has stopped. It had stopped its motion to follow after okay. Rustin to sort of turn around and try to attack Ryloth. Uh, I'll have to attack it then. Okay. Uh, it's a 10 of 15, so... Alright, attack hits. So what are, you, what are you using again? Uh, a sword. A long sword, short sword? Am I technically on my horse? Yes, technically. Nice. Because <laughs> nice. I get an extra hit dice. Until you get knocked off of it, then... I effectively have an extra hit dice to use for Damn. what for damage. I'm on my horse. Murder all the things. So that's fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So you, um, so you take your sword. Is this like a slash or a stab or? It, 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 it's probably a slash. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's a slash. Okay. So you slash at this giant fish's uh, facial region. Uh, you see that the sort of ex- the extended. Um, uh, appendage that's growing out of his head like uh, cutting a, like a tree stalk in half <laughs> falls off there's another spray of this multichromatic fluid and it releases this one final shriek and then just sort of slowly uh, sinks into the into the moat bubbling it's just listing okay so that was everybody's turn yeah okay mm-hmm. now we're back up at the top right all right, all right. <laughs> Well, he's up, so I'm back to shore. Back to shore. Okay. Yeah. So, give me a strength check. Do I still get advantage? I mean, it is the same water. Hmm. But it's on the one test. It said the rules say one attribute test, so this is a separate attribute test. Unfortunately, no. Here's here's the catch. You followed your quarry in. Now you've got your quarry. Gotta go. You know, you gotta gotta go. go That's completely different. Okay, so you so you fail. Okay. So you find that the the current of the moat and your your horse legs are not really keeping you as as afloat as you would like. So you end up you do end up treading water. Uh, you you sink slightly. Um, so uh, you are now actively sort of fighting the current, trying to get back to the surface. Take one point of damage. Could be worse. I may die. <laughs> I will see you. Oh, oh wait, that's keeping close. Yet. Yeah. Using armor we... now to get one point of damage. <laughs> Probably you should have got some armor secure. against drowning. Mm. <laughs> Afraid not. <laughs> so, let's see here. We got our, we got our, not 
skeletons, but sentinels covered in darkness. One of them. One of them. One of them. So, there's another it's not close enough. noise. Uh, this time, um, Brangus, you oh, need to make no. a dexterity test to defend. No, my weakness. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fail. No, I have a wound there. And you are taking, let's see here. Eight points Ooh. of damage. Maybe oh. maybe some armor there, buddy. Yeah, because that's pretty hard. It just, like, hits my my shield. Mm. Very good. So you're at the last minute. Ping! Shield. Arrow flies off and then floats uh, in, in the moat. Then you hear another... Uh, this time, uh, Ryloft, as you were sort of struggling with the current... Um, you you hear another arrow sort of streaking towards you. Make this defense with advantage. Same as doing total darkness. Exactly. Pro. Yes, I pass. Very good. good. So you see the you you hear and feel an arrow go wide. The whipping of the, the the wind, and it hits the water next to you. Everybody else. I will go over to where she is struggling and like stick my staff out and be like come on let, let's go come on get over here okay try to aid her in getting out of the water essentially all right so why don't you make a strength check <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you lose your staff <laughs> see if you can go ahead and get her out of the water i gotta be hopeful mm-hmm. i will buy it down uh, wait underneath underneath under yeah i'll buy it down Okay, so you reach out with your staff. Uh, Ryloft, you're able to get a grab on this. And with the power of your centaur legs, you're able to sort of drive it into the uh, the, the side of the, the earth there and sort of dig your way up. The two of you are now back up on dry land on the other side. Swimming forward. So, Brangus, you made a strength check? He's going for it. <gasps> oh, right out. I'll buy that down. Yeah. <laughs> Rapidly running out of luck here. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is the first time I've used mm. luck. I mean, you know how Lance rolls. That's true. It's always high. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you continue to swim as you are now. You're you feel that your plate and your mail and your shield and everything are kind of weighing you down. You're not getting the speed you'd like, but you're definitely making progress. You are now about three fourths of the way across the moat, heading towards where you saw mm-hmm. um, Rustin. Rustin. Flip inside the um, the gatehouse. Speaking of rust, you are now inside the gatehouse. You're drenching wet. Yeah. You can still hear the the lightning and the thunder. Um, you see that in this area there is what looks like a. It's it's dark. It hasn't mm-hmm. been um, lit yet. Uh, you can see that there is a small room about uh, twenty five by twenty five feet. This okay. interior, it's all stone. There is a um, uh, there is a, a an iron gate that is currently shut, mm, and then you can see off to your left and to your right uh, there are what look like spiral staircases that look like they're leading up to the top of the gatehouse. Oh boy! I can take a moment, do the classic wet dog thing of shake it off. Um, okay, they hear you. <laughs> what was it? I they smell. Yeah. Oh, you're always gonna smell it. 
I, I think I'm going to try for like a full transformation since I'm one thing. All right, so that'll, that'll be your action. So it's what? A wisdom to attempt it? Wiz. Yep. If I'm doing it without the injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the catalyst, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. So it's you did not no. succeed. Mm-hmm. So that means you 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 feel your 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 skin and your muscles begin to pulse and, and jitter and then nothing, nothing happens. happens. You just had a very mild seizure. Oh, hand cramp. Oh. <laughs> but you still got your movement. No, I think the pull it includes movement as well. I believe it's both. Force shift. Yes, it does. Um, full shift and is yep. action and movement, yeah. and then the partial is it's just, just action. action. Just action. Yeah. Okay, so you spent. So you're having to shake off. Uh, in addition, uh-huh. uh, this, uh, this failed transformation. Okay, so that is everyone's gone. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryloft, you're back on the other side. You see that um, uh, Brangus is making his way to where you saw Rustin disappear. Good luck. <laughs> okay, just just take it, just taking a moment, offering some aid. All right. I mean, Moral support. We're waiting for the drawbridge to come down, right? <laughs> Make a defense. Oh, shit. Mother. That's my defense. Mm. Hmm? They're very far away. Hmm. Hmm. No. You fail? Oh, yeah. I rolled double my... What's my defense exactly? Uh, If it's ranged, it's your dexterity. Yeah, double my dex. Six damage. Okay. As an arrow shoots through, gets you in the torso. I'll use my armor. Okay, and then it... Uh, digs itself into. It gets caught in a fold of a rope. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's thick material. I mean, you know. if it's like leather. It's, yeah, it's there is like a a another shot at you, Brangus. Make this defense with advantage. Oh, we have seven dice. So. This is the nope. last round for darkness? Still fail? Yep. Yes. Okay. Eight points of oh, damage. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have armor, you would be dead right now. Yeah, because my dex is a 7 because I rolled a 14. For oh, yeah, my there strength. you go. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Ow. Okay, very good. Arrows, my weakness. Now, the rest of the pieces. So, I'm just going to try swimming. Okay, keep one more strength swim. check and you can just make keep your Keep on swimming, keep on... Oh, God. Keep on drowning. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? 19 of 15. Mm, that's not good. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So you find yourself now. You see. You feel that the the combination of the storm and the moat whipping at you, and the battle and the armor. You find yourself like slowly sinking. You can feel that your warhorse is getting a little little tired. I'm going to dismount my horse and swim next to it now. Okay. <laughs> so in the process of doing so, you sort of fall over slightly. You're kind of the water's thrashing against you. Take one point of damage. Okay. But you're already at nine. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. That's I mean, you can reduce your max if you want to. I'm going to attempt to find some cover. Whew. There is uh, no cover to be found. Okay. It's sort of like a... It's, you're, this on as you've come up this hill, and it's kind of like a... It's pretty, for the most part, a featureless... Pretty standard hill. clear out yeah. around the castle. Well, then I will probably go back down the hill a bit. Sure, and yeah, like, and use that as a... Yeah, yeah, okay. At least partial cover. All right. We'll go to... The, like that little red thing. I'm sure I'll be here to hear the drawbridge when it mm. drops. Sure, out. yeah, you retreat a little bit and back down the hill. Yeah. 
Uh, Rustin? We're going to try to transform again, because I don't want right, to fight those shot. things up top. Whiz test. Nope, that's an 18. <laughs> okay, not going to buy it down? With your four left? my one? Oh, you've got one, one now. Okay. <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. No go on that one. Okay, another sort of rippling of skin. It's not... The Hulk is gone. Unfortunately, you're just, not making it. Just... Just pass it as shaking it off again. We're good. We're good. All right, we're going up the stairs next turn. <laughs> right off. I muttered something about... I knew we should look through our fucking back door. Now you have a chance. And I go down the hill. Okay, so you go back towards... You appear next to me. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Yeah. See? Back door. This is why we look for a back door. Do you want to do it now? It's too late now. Brangus. <laughs> Two arrows come your way. Oh, man. <laughs> it was nice knowing you, Sir Beefton. So, make one of those defense rolls with advantage. Uh, darkness is worn off, remember? It's my third turn. Mm. Make none of those defense rolls. I'm with sorry. Advantage. I shouldn't have said anything. I was just being honest. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. you. You gotta be. Yep. Nope. They both hit. <sighs> okay, so two hits. Total of eight points of damage. Wait, uh, what are they individually? Two and six. Two and six. You can buy down the six. Yeah. Just take the two. So you're going to take two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll take two damage. Yep. No, I'll take six. I mean, hey, you want to sit yeah, It's your choice, yeah. <laughs> it's your party, man. Your lifestyle, man. Yeah. <laughs> lifestyle determines your death style. Unless I'm just, like, getting riddled with arrows. <laughs> Look, let's be real. You're trying to keep him from hitting your horse. <laughs> gotta, gotta save that thing. That mm-hmm. thing's it's a beast. Can carry a minotaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've been. Okay, so you you're gonna make your strength check. Yep, three of fifteen. Very good. Okay, so you're able to, after having taken some arrows, are now with your horse guiding. You are able to sort of. You find that... Okay, hold on. Um, mm. Mm. You could probably get in there. Your horse is not going to make that. I feel sorry for your horse. Both of you certainly are not well, going to well, Is there like a, a land kind of thing around? Like that Like that. Strip? There's a very narrow ledge. That is what uh, Rustin was able to sort of get on top of. It's, not, it's simply not enough space for the two of you to be on the same. Yeah. Because cause I'm thinking, like, the land with the fence, so if there's... I'll just, like, get a like close-up to, like, the fence as I can. What do you mean the fence? Oh, the fence being the wall. Okay, so, yeah, now you are now actively floating, like, your shoulders against yeah. the wall, and you can see inside, you see Rustin um, just inside. <laughs> Periodically, you can see flashes of light, you can see him inside, where the drawbridge is still still raised. So, so you said I could get like up to like the drawbridge. You'd have to basically. You're like trying to get into this like little sandwich thing. So you'd have to like yeah. squeeze, and you're in plate mail. So you'd have to squeeze yeah. through here. But getting you and your horse is going to yeah. be impossible. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. So you have to like smack your horse on the rump and tell it to go back to the other side. And hope it doesn't get riddled full of arrows. No, it's probably just leave me here. Okay. So <laughs> Nisa and uh, Rustin. Lisa, are you continuing to be in cover on the wall? Okay, good. Rustin? Going to uh, Come on. start Third making my way up. You gotta do it. Just do it. No. 
So you're gonna I make your. I would have if you'd gone. Do it. <laughs> so so is it the left? Uh, the left one or the right? We'll no go way. right. Okay. Because I uh, feel like it's good. There you go. Yeah. yeah I need motivation. Right. Yeah. You can do it. You gotta be. You can try it, Yeah. <laughs> so you make your way up the right staircase, and you see that standing on this. Um, Wipe up yourself. Believe. You see that standing up up in these two sections, one very close to you and the other one sort of about 20 or 25 feet away on the other the other tower, um, are these what you took to be humanoid guards mm-hmm. from a distance. But now that you're up close, you see, especially on the one that's closest to you, it looks like this weird mechanical contraption, kind of looking like a like the like a like a I think they call it a dress form that they use to mm-hmm. put things in a, yeah, in a yeah. tailoring shop, right? And this whole thing appears to be built from patches of leather affixed to a wire frame. Mm-hmm. And these patches of leather are being controlled by these squirming strips of flesh that have been connecting, that are connecting all of the, the, the leather bits. They also have these crude scarecrow heads that have been plopped onto the top, adorned with, like, long red wigs. And, of course, they're, they're short bows at the ready. Um, set it on fire. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you can. I... So you spent your movement. You're close enough to attack the archer that you're nearest. Next. Okay. I... I'm currently unarmed, though. Hmm. That's Why like are you unarmed? Because I don't have any weapon. Oh. Yeah, the Eldritch doesn't start with any. Mm. If you told me that, I would have given you a short sword. Uh, we're going to try a simpler, just mutation of the arm. A single thingamajig. Uh, and that's still roll. No, I don't think it is. I think you just Hold take on. the damage. Partial change, you take 1 HP per hit dice. Okay, so that's two, two. 2 damage. And you can spend your action to change one body part this turn. So pick right hand, right arm, left arm, right leg, right, left leg, head, body, you know, like what are the uh, We'll the do options right arm, and then okay. we'll like roll for it, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. You roll your d6. Five. Poisonous spines! It's a ranged attack. Well, now you get a ranged attack. Yep. <laughs> 1d4 ranged attack that causes poison. Okay, so left or right arm? Right. So your right arm, just your flesh bubbles. There's a, there's a, a uh, an array of quills of that that appear, dripping mm. with poison. Whoa. Okay, sounds good. Neat. Squelchy. Mm. So is that, okay, that's everybody. Ryloft, you're back up. Some of the hairs just like twist together. Gross. Yeah. Sick nasty. Sick nasty. Sick nasty, bruh. <laughs> No, he didn't. He didn't show up. We don't. We don't say that. If he's not here, we don't say that. <laughs> so That's I, his word. You're all just gonna message him. Sick nasty. <laughs> sick, sick nasty absence, bro. <laughs> so I turn to you and I and I say, you think he's a good fighter? That he can like take these people on the roof? Flash cut to the roof. Shit. Alright, let's go. My hope is they can't turn around. <laughs> yeah, they're just like on a pillar. Just stuck in like a 90 degree arc. Aha, the one chance I have to defeat you. Backstab. 
your inability to fight back. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. So, the um, so the the archer closest to you, mm-hmm. you can hear this sort of squishy, oh. stretching noise as this That's thing turns around. I don't like the squishy. Um, this thing turns around and tries to fire its short bow directly at you as it sort of notices your presence. Um, make uh, Defend with advantage. Because he's like, you guys are really close together. We're, we're both trying to range attack each other at close range. This will end poorly for all of us. It won't end poorly for him. He hits. Very good. 16 and an 18. Woof. Out of 9. <laughs> One damage home. There you uh, go. As this thing is unable to get the drawstring back enough to really get a, a sizable blow, the arrow just kind of pinks against you. Plinks. The other archer, having heard this commotion, turns, fires. Defend. Once. Four. We're good. Okay, very good. Goes flying uh, and soars over the the gatehouse. You hear it sort of in the distance, splash into the moat. Okay, uh, now it's PC's turn. So, Rustin, if you'd like to go. Sure. Um... So if I make any attack ranged-wise because I'm adjacent to somebody, disadvantage? Only if you are, if your target is close to you. Okay, we will attempt to target the one who is farther away. Okay, yeah. And see if that works out. That way we can then maybe retreat after this shot. That's a miss. Okay. We will then... Retreat down the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you rush Bye. back down the stairs. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, so now we've got who's left? Uh, Brangus. Yep. So you are still uh, floating with your horse, just mm-hmm. just next to the the castle wall. This was such a bad plan. And I'll try to like king get in through that gap. Okay. So give me a dexterity check. With disadvantage. Fuck. Happens to the best of us. So which one you choose? (laughs) (laughs) I see. So we have a nine and a seven. Both are failures, but I like the seven. No, no, I like the nine. Because it is German for no. No. (laughs) Beautiful. So you are like you're clanking and trying to get in here, and you find that like your your armor, as strong as it is, just does not have the flexibility to like to compress enough to get you in there. I look back at my horse. I I know, I, I know you keep on telling me to lose weight. <laughs> Nisa, are you still uh, having a chat with uh, with Ryloft on the hill? No, I guess I better go help. I need to know how wide across this moat is. Fifteen feet. 15 feet of death. Take a running fucking leap. How how hard would that be? To just clear the boat and slam into that little wooden flame that Ruston climbed on top of. The little stone ledge? Yeah. Well, I imagine it would be hard to jump and fuck at the same time. Yes. Jump and what? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So talk about the Mile High Club. 
<laughs> so you're gonna That's get a pretty high jump. So you get on the side, you're gonna run, jump, and show, try to like, catch the stone be lip a mile long yeah. that's that's next to the you know, just like, next to an attached yeah. to it. Would, it, would, it would have to be in um, uh, that one trench. Fair, at least if I fail, yeah, I fall I into the edge of the moat and I can still kind of scramble my way up. That would require a dexterity check. But with disadvantage because the wind and the rain and the darkness. What if I cast light That's first? A lot of pressure. Okay. But that would be your action. Ah, <laughs> uh, action economy. Oh, I guess. Son of a bitch. Where this trench goes up to two. I tell you what. Two miles. Use your action to wow. cast light, and then you'll be able to make your dexterity Almost. check. We'll fold that into movement. And you won't be do it with disadvantage because you'll have light. Okay. So where you're casting the light? I think I want to cast light. On the ledge. Okay, on the ledge itself. Yeah, and then it's gonna blue, so you like a globe this, out of twenty. And there's this big globe just in front of your brain. It's kind of blooms in front of you, and suddenly there's <laughs> this flash of blinding light. As, as I then probably put my helmet down, like just, just you know, fail forward. That is our party name. Yes. <laughs> I got a five! Okay, so you rush forward, <laughs> leap, you're you are paddling in the air in slow motion for a split second. I mean, that sounds you, like it should have been done in disadvantage. You, well, it was, That's why the I light. cast light. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't so, done disadvantage. So you, so you catch the lip of this narrow thing, right, and you can, you are now floating in, in the moat with your, with your, with your hands on this lip next to Brangus and his horse. <laughs> Can't believe I fucking made that. I'm just like getting ready to like get your feet and just like push you up. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, so that's everyone, right? It's gone. Mm-hmm. Right left for back up. You just saw Nisa <laughs> charge up the hill and then leap the moat and actively basically attempt to drown herself for the for, for, from your perspective. Join us in our insanity. I I I probably yell, you can do it too, but it's probably like said with the yeah. lightnings. How did I get mixed in with these fucking lunatics? Every D&D game. Every single one. So what will you do? Who are these people? You you can just be like, I am an actual horse, so I cannot get into that game. (laughs) Nope. Just... Just sit down on your four hooves and take a little... Just sit there and mutter to yourself. Mm-hmm. Basically what you do. I'm going to sit here and hope it takes an hour for these guys to do something. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> You're just going to hunker down and like, please let this turn out okay. Just going to gonna take a nap. All right, so... Uh, Archer number one... Um, you hear again uh, the sound of two arrows being shot. Um, since you retreated back into the tower, um, Brangus and Niza need to make uh, arrow defense rolls. Since we're on the ledge, they did they move all the way to the ledge? You're not on the ledge. I am. We're like up against the wall, right? So then they have to. They're looking over and firing at you. Yes. Because they have right on the edge. They have the high ground. Mm. Anakin. Anakin. Okay. Eat 
and maybe on wings. So you're gonna buy that down and defend yeah. successfully? Okay. Good call. Nope. You've been taking a lot of hits. Nope. Okay. Do you have armor die to spare or I already spent it. Eight points of damage. Cool. And I'm at zero, friends. I'm gonna go make some tacos. Large wolf. So an arrow. Roll your one D eight. Are you outright dead? No, no, no she doesn't no, do that. That's, that's after. Yeah. After Otherwise, this would be extremely lethal. Game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you see, Brangus, uh, Niza gets caught in the chest with an arrow, and she like you find that she loses her grip on the lip, uh, and she begins to sort of like bob in the the, the rushing moat. Seems like she has she has lost consciousness. Then we have everyone else. Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to try the pop back up, okay. get close to one of them, and then effectively Brackish. shoot at the other one. And Okay, so, so you didn't go shot. all the way down the stairs? No, like part of the way down just to get sure. covered. Sure, yeah, yeah, to get covered mm-hmm. and then you pop back up. Okay. To stay close enough to take some shots. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. So another poisonous barb yeah. <laughs> goes sailing away. Okay, uh, Barangus, I believe it is. I'm gonna put her on my horse. Okay. And then try to get it. Then try to get in again? Yeah. Okay, strength with disadvantage. Oh, sorry, dexterity with disadvantage. Strength would be easy. <laughs> dexterity, nuts. Is my light technically still on after I lose consciousness? Yeah, it's still on. It lasts for a certain number of, a certain set time period. Okay. Nice and bright. That's, nice. that's new. Oh. Okay, so again, this this narrow wedge is, is denying you, and water's beginning to sort of seep into your, your plate. And I should just try to force the gate down. Dang it. And you could. Yeah. <laughs> so, Niza, you are currently unconscious. Next, we go back to Ryloft. We're back to the top again. So you hear what sounds like arrows being shot in between the, the wind and the, the rain and the lightning. And you hear what sounds like uh, Brangus bitching. <laughs> From across the moat. Mooing loudly. <laughs> Angry mooing. Angry mooing. Well, that's the There's a title, yep. Nice. Angry mooing. I am going to look for another way in. Because I'm giving up on these people. You're going to handle this castle on your own. Okay, give me a wisdom check. Oh, goddamn. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Four of eight. Nice. Okay. So you take a moment to ride slightly to the left, slightly to the right to take a look. This moat, so you can see that there's a castle wall that is sort of slightly bending backward and covering this, the lip of this this island, essentially, is sort of this peninsula, if you want to call it that. Um, and you see that the moat extends all the way around um, to the edges of those those castle walls. Um, those castle walls then eventually fall off, but the moat then joins the ocean, which then surrounds the rest of the island. So you see that... Um, there's no. It doesn't. There doesn't appear to be any way inside from this direction, other than the drawbridge. Other than f- like getting across the moat or across the drawbridge. Otherwise, you would have to get into the ocean and then swim around to the other side of the island, and then try to mount the um, 
the uh, the other side. And there's no guarantee that that isn't like sheer cliff face, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or there isn't another archer somewhere. Or, or there's another archer somewhere. It's a well-built castle, damn it. Oh, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> and that's a party. Did you go back down? Did you pop back down? I was only able to pop up. I assume I can't hit and run. Defense. Disadvantage. For the first guy. Come on. Hero. Uh, that's, that's a 20. And 11. So I'm going to pick the 20, mm-hmm. obviously. Shouldn't he have disadvantage since he's right next to him? So shouldn't he be rolling with advantage? I'm sorry, you're supposed to be rolling with advantage. Okay. I'll take the 11. Okay. Still get I'm sorry, I, yeah. I, I must have Still get hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he will still get hit. He will take three damage. Again, this, this, uh, this archer contraption is finding it difficult to get the kind of just strength that it needs. It's to effectively get an just in. slowly pushing an arrow. Essentially, yes. <laughs> oh. Then uh, the other archer fires again at you. To 20. No, it's a 20. Now that's a natural 20. Well, we're going to armor this one for sure. Oops, hold on. My dice has gone rogue. Give me a moment. There you go. I got it. Uh, 15 damage. Yeah, let's let's use a point of armor to uh, take that. One of your, arm, your armor dice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? Do so the, this... like, Disney movie classic of arrow goes by, and it's like, ha, it missed. And then the armor just completely falls away. <laughs> just, well, damn. I like the idea that you're like an eldritch uh, Flynn. Mm. From Tangled? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is secretly gothic Tangled fanfic. Fantastic. A tiefling Rapunzel? I don't know. No, probably more like no. Gothel. Yeah. So is there anyone who, like, got shot with an arrow and then drowned in Tangled? Because that would be your character. No. I, I put on my horse. His horse. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Not dead yet. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Not dead yet. Okay, so... Now, uh, Rustin, Brangus, Niza, your turns. I'm gonna, to go I'm gonna try, try, pulling this thing. At least you're gonna try me... to force it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So strength check. Um, disadvantage strength. or advantage? It's regular. Disadvantage. Strength check. Okay, nine of fifteen. Very good. Okay. So you, with your minotaur strength, grasp onto the wood and then just wrench. And you're able to, you hear like the straining of chains, and you're able to get it at least halfway down. You find that it's it's not fully down all the way. So you've considerably widened the like the little yeah. slip that you can you can get into. But it's not fully drawn. Okay. We're gonna take a shot at the far one again and then okay. disappear down. I guess then can I use my movement to get up? Yes, but you have to make a successful dexterity check. Still with disadvantage. <laughs> Wait, n- now still with disadvantage? Yes. With the open gap? Because it's only halfway. And also you're very large and heavy. Yes. So 4 and 14. I'll give you the 4. Sweet. I want to see what happens. Mm. So, so you're able to clamber up onto the, uh, onto the ledge inside the gatehouse area. Um, you hear what sounds like, you know, noises happening uh, at the top of the gatehouse, presumably from from Rustin. 
you also see that behind you, your horse is still floating there, and, and uh, Anissa's unconscious body is, is along the saddle. Okay, Preston? Shooting continues to miss. Okay. And then we'll... Well, to be fair, this is bit. a new arm. They're all new arms. New arm. Who dis? Who dis? Okay, so that's... Everyone's gone. Ryloft, uh-huh. you're back up. It's halfway down. You it's can halfway, make you it. You can jump it. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> I made it. And then I promptly died. You get the uh, chariots of fire music. Um, <laughs> and then you just slam into the drawbridge with your neck. Now, the drawbridge <laughs> is now halfway down. So we've got a now, kind now of it's like a ramp. A, you know, it's an on ramp. You'll fit mm-hmm. hit that ramp. It's unlikely <laughs> that you'd be able to make the vertical distance necessary to get in on the drawbridge. But it is easier to get in from the sides, right? Unless you're... Okay. (laughs) So you've gone back down. Mm -hmm. Taking cover again. I just need to find the chains and then just, you know... Okay. Get them all the way down. So... I am going to make a defense roll for your horse. Oh, no! (laughs) No! It did not successfully defend. Prepare taps. Your horse takes six points of damage. Your, your horse, horse has... Let me see here. Your horse sinks and drowns. Your horse has 2d6. 2d6. Roll them out in the open. Well, hold on. NPCs and creatures usually have d8, so roll 2d. It's a little bit better. On average. Oh, no. Is that two ones? That's two ones. So it had two hit points. It was it was it was the runt of the litter. <laughs> it was the, the runt of the litter has somehow carries a middle. No, no, that's that's why it has two Out of hit sheer points. Stubbornness. <laughs> yeah. I have two hit points is because I keep on. So this arrow <laughs> sticks in the horse's neck, you hear this pained whinny, <laughs> and then it and Nisa's unconscious body starts to sink into the moat. Well, you guys have fun. I'm gonna go. Okay, so now now I have to fly into a Minotaur Rage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was one arrow. Uh, our, our, our second arrow is going to fly at... So did you go back to where you were, you were covered? Yeah. Okay. Our second arrow... So you can see that the... Um, My poor the horse. actual... Cont- the, uh, you hear what sounds like... An arrow being fired, mm-hmm. Rustin, and you hear it sort of clattering down the stairs of the spiral staircase. It's suddenly obvious to you that oh, these things can't move. Mm. So they did this sort of um, fruitless attempt to try to strike you, even though you're there, you're way beyond, way beyond their range and their visual range. Okay, so next we have so Rustin Brangus, you guys are still up. To bring us, you're inside the gatehouse. Can I find, like, a switch or a lever? Yeah, yeah. so just inside, um, on the left-hand wall, you can see this um, this mechanism. Uh, it looks like three geared poles that you're able to sort of, uh, that you'd be able to manipulate. It looks like that that is the way that opens the drawbridge. And you can see that already it's been what looks like sort of artificially moved because of the chain length and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I'll try so to you got in, did not think to look around. <laughs> I mean, I got a description of the area, so I figured. But 
I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> okay, so it's, so it's no problem for you now that you've got the controls. You spin, and you you see, uh, Ryloff, that the whole drawbridge lowers and uh, crashes against the uh, the lip there on the, 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 other, the other side of the moat and now allows you access. So, that was uh, 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 Rustin. What are you doing? There's a lot of air coming out. It's steaming. What? Oh, I was confused for a Don't wear red. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I, I think uh, I have... I rolled for the, the the trophy, and I got the crimson cape. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Irony. That's funny. I, can I get myself in a position where I'm, like, shooting around the corner so I've got disadvantage on people attacking me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give it a try. So you're sort of tuck, tucked into the side of the staircase mm-hmm. firing that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll go for the closest one. Okay. Attack. Natural 20. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that mm-hmm. definitely misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, the spine shoots out of your arm, strikes the stone wall, and begins to sort of ricochet around. You have to, like, <laughs> sort of bat um, your arms about, <laughs> trying to get it away from you. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Bregus went, and that, okay, so now we're back to the top. Ryloff, do you see that the, the gate is now down, the drawbridge is now down? You can go inside the gatehouse. All right. Uh, is Nisa close enough to grab as I go past? Before she no, she away. is closest to the the uh, the opposite castle, the castle wall itself, and is now sort of sinking along with with Brangus's horse. I can't Did you even that. name your horse? That's why I died. It was a two hit point horse. Yeah. Two hit point horses don't they don't deserve names. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Another I charge in through the gate. Okay. Which so you are now inside also, the gate. That's also and I yell up, Rustin, why are you still fucking with those things? You can see Brangus has just finished. St- steam coming out of his helmet, uh, lowering the drawbridge. Okay. the gate's down. I'm locked in Mortal Kombat, man. <laughs> I'm locked in Mortal Kombat. They're attempting to kill me. Okay, so is there an action that you want to take now that you are inside the gatehouse? Mm. Okay, so you're just going to post up here? Yeah. All right. So you hear, um, Rustin, two shots coming towards you. Uh, roll to defend with advantage. Both of them. That's it. <laughs> That's a miss. So now we just have to get lucky with four points of damage and unconscious. As this arrow ricochets off of the interior wall and strikes you, and you uh, fall against the stairs and begin sort of sliding down. You don't go all the way, but you do sort of slide downwards a bit uh, as you as you go unconscious. That's a concussion. That's a concussion. That's, That's a concussion. <laughs> So, Brangus, you and Ryloft are now inside the gatehouse. What will you do? I look at you and say, I don't do fucking stairs. You want to... <laughs> <laughs> not, really not really a stair mm. person. <laughs> well, that's like original generation Daleks. I know, yeah. Like, Circa... We cannot stare. It, it's the claptrap. It might have been seventh gen... It might have been seven the with... Claptrap can go upstairs. Remembrance of the Daleks, they got, they got over too. Because yeah. he had his stair function removed. Yeah. Mm. 
Not stairs. What are you gonna do? I'll rush up the stairs. Okay, so about halfway up, you see the body French. of Rustin uh, <laughs> sprawled out face. across the stairs. <laughs> Just like slowly sliding down the stairs. In that kind of like backstroke pose, with like one hand further back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it still a tentacle with spines or whatever it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't go away. <laughs> so yep. you are halfway it's very up. poisonous. The, that, that's what your movement gets you. Is you're going across, half- going up, and you see uh, Rustin's body there along okay. the stairs. So that's all I'll do. Okay. Ryloft. Did you get him? He's here. Yeah, but did you get him? I mean, he's, he's still sliding. <laughs> well, I'm going further in. You bring him down here or something. So what do I see? Sorry, where were you going? Uh, I'm inside. What do I see? Oh, yeah. So you see this, again, it's like a 25 by 5 stone area. You see the three-poled mechanism that opened the drawbridge. You see a portcullis just at the opposite wall. Um, and then, of course, there are the two spiral staircases going up to the to the gatehouse towers. So there's not, not a way out of this besides the portcullis? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's why I went up. I guess I'll go to the portcullis and try to lift it. Okay, sounds good. Give me a strength check. You can do it. You're not yes, eating anything. I did. There's nothing to eat. So, so. what would you get? 11 out of 13. Okay, sounds good. So you uh, you have to kind of like lower your horse legs a little bit to get the necessary uh, grip under. It gives you twice the and lift, You are though. pushing and pushing and pushing as the horse is raising up on its legs. knees twice um, as fast. It does move, but not very much. Feet. You get about like two feet of clearance. As you hear what sounds like a mechanism in the wall straining, your metal and chain and one of those hoofs crack, man. Like it's glue time. So do I? Do I see this mechanism or no? It's controls for it. It seems to be. You can't see any of the. Specifically, horse. It's it's built into the wall itself, and so you see this portcullis is retracting into the wall. But you can't see any of the mechanisms or anything. You can hear them. Sounds like it's coming from above you. Yep. All right, I guess I'll just hold this because I still don't do stairs. (laughs) (laughs) At least once that curve. Yeah. You know... Regular stairs stairs are are kind of okay. Yeah, but, you know, curvy stairs, yeah. (laughs) Brangus. I mean, that is fair. That's, That's not where you want to be. Uh... Yes, I'll just take, take, take our mutated person, put him on my shoulders, and walk down. Okay. So you're able to sort of like fireman's carry or something, uh, Rustin, and make your way back down the stairs. You see uh, Ryloft uh, sort of straining against the, this this portcullis, trying to open it uh, the brute force way. Okay. Then uh, let's see here. Technically, the danger is over because because the archers cannot, cannot fire. You're safe for now. So I need. Until we forget about them when we go across the gate. <laughs> so I need everyone who is at zero hit points to roll 
on the out of action table. A D8? D8. Yep. Tell me what you get. Two. You are concussed. You have That's disadvantage fitting. on all tests for the next 30 minutes. I'm sorry, did you say drowning? Three. You have been concussed whilst drowning. What'd you get? Three. Three. You are battered. You have disadvantage on all physical tests, like strength, dex, and con, well, for the remainder of the session. Now, both of you did survive. So get 1d4 hit points. 1d4 hit points. I'm literally in the moat. Yes, you come to. Spit some water yeah. out. Yeah. Pulling I mean, yourself still, out of the water. I mean, you're, you you're come to in the, the water. water. You're, you're, to... You're, you're on a floating horse. Oh, no, no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. You come to, you breach the water, your head hits the top of the drawbridge, which wasn't there, you get a concussion, and then you swim your way around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sounds great. See, he knows what's up. So can I make a turn now to... Not the drawbridge. Because it's down. No, the drawbridge is all the way down now. So yeah. I pop up out of the water, and what happens? So you, oh. so you see that you're, you've, there's this dizziness about you. You find that your vision is, is, is blurry. But you see that the drawbridge has been all has lowered all the way down. And you are managed to... You're floating Can next to the ledge. Way? Yes, you could conceivably grab the ledge and get off. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Okay. Now, because you are concussed, you've got to do that with disadvantage. So that's a dex check. <clears throat> I got an 8 and a 4 under 9. So which one do you want? Damn. Well, either way, you're going to succeed. So I'll go with an 8. Cool. Okay, so you, you're struggling a little bit because, again, your vision is blurry. There's a pounding in your Don't head. Fall asleep. But you're able to uh, cl- uh, clamber inside. Uh, now you are just inside the doorway where you can see shapes that look like Brangus and Ryloft. And the a lying shape that looks like Rustin, except he's got a weird arm now, <laughs> inside the gate. Did I manage to keep my staff? What's that? Did I manage to keep my staff on me at some point? I mean, I didn't have it out when I yes, ran into yes. it, so, okay. Yeah. Rustin, so did you, so you are now conscious. Two hit points. Save. <laughs> You're looking Save. pretty rough. You, Save. You, Brangus, you see Rustin's eyes kind of flutter open. You are down. Ow. No, God. Good. Damn it, that hurt. Ow. Did you leave her in the moat? Yes, that's the answer. Yes, I was definitely in I, the I, moat. I thought she'd be fine on my horse, and then my horse, horse died. Your horse is dead. Please, I am grieving right now. Oh, gee, okay. <laughs> so you would like to grieve for two people? Uh, I thought she was safe. Why the hell didn't you lower the drawbridge? The fucking controls are right there. Let's just, let's just go, let's go this way. This Is this this way? Yeah, this way, I think. Ow. I didn't see anyone I got in here. Must be new. <laughs> new in the last five minutes. As I, as my horse kept on telling me, you're too fat to get in. Well, it's Lose true. some weight. Oh my god, you're thinking like old women, let's go. Some kind of weird <laughs> Golden Girls Dungeons and Dragons. You know exactly who I'd be. This is rough. Oh, Okay, so... You can have Blanche, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> so you're all in the gatehouse now, with a closed portcullis and a, and a lowered drawbridge. A slightly open portcullis. A slightly <laughs> two-foot open portcullis. Now what? <laughs> I think we're going to raise the drawbridge and maybe take a nap. 
I see. So you're going to go to the... Okay. Pull it out. Yeah. So the drawbridge slowly closes up. And finally, the sort of... The um, attacking wind and rain is uh, now uh, being blocked by the raised drawbridge. And you feel a little bit more... Feel like you can probably dry shelter. out maybe a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, if you feel the feel the warmth and, and dryness of shelter. This has got to smell wonderful. We've got wet dog smell, wet, wet cow smell, and wet horse smell, <laughs> along with a wet tiefling. Mm. Which is just like a sizzling, mm. like <laughs> like you've just extinguished a barbecue. Yeah. Wet brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. should definitely like open for If we want to, we've got to fight past those two flesh archers. They they can't shoot us inside. Yeah, but they're guarding the portcullis. No, no, they're Controls. guarding the gate. They're guarding the drawbridge, not the portcullis. It's on the other side of the building. The controls. How do you know? Did you see them? Like you didn't see <laughs> the drawbridge controls? Where else are you gonna put it? I mean, the drawbridge controls were up there before they installed them down here. You can make an intelligence check to see if you... <laughs> during your fight, if you... Yeah. yeah. You remember seeing it? No. Intelligence or wisdom? Because intelligence, no. Wisdom, yes. Wisdom is perception. Would be memory, though. Lore and languages is... Yeah, then no. I do not remember. Now, if you were doing it at the time, I would think it would be wisdom. Yeah, in this perception. Case, in yeah. So, um, yeah, you, don't, you just can't seem to recall. There's wind and rain and thunder, and there was flesh people. Arrows flesh flesh pops, yeah. arrows. It's hard. I mean, hey, you know, there were doors, I guess. Man, it was tough. In your own, like, thistles, you know, flying at you, yeah. too. Hmm. Yeah. It was harrowing. It was tough. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we just, like, if we're unsure, why don't we just shove open the portcullis, throw something out there, and see if it gets shot? Well, what do you got to throw? Because I, I basically have, like, this book, and I'll have the spell book, which is probably just soaked by now. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I will take the spell book. And it was already in poor condition. And chuck it through yeah. the portcullis. You said it's, like, two feet open, right? There's two feet open, so you can mm-hmm. chuck it under. Yeah. So it skids out uh, on, onto the earth beyond beyond the port colors, and um, other than getting continuously soaked by the rain, nothing happens. Can we go now? Well, as soon as we open this fucking port colors. Great. That looks like a U job. <laughs> Can't you see? I'm morning here. Nine of fifteen. Okay. So, with uh, Ryloth still supporting the portcullis, and you adding that extra weight, the two of you are able to, against the straining of the mechanism, raise the portcullis enough that the four of you could essentially duck under. Are you going to get down while, you know, I'm lifting this? It's kind of hard to get us both through. No, I'm good. I will slip underneath the portcullis and go right up against the wall to the left of it. Okay, as you exit the, as you go outside the portcullis and make your way, um, you you see that you are now in this massive expanse of flat land that com- that comprises the rest of the island, 
and backlit by the lightning, you see these the details of the actual tower come into focus. Now that you've cleared the castle wall, you see that the tower's stonework has been meticulously fitted to create the image of a woman's head and torso, almost okay. buried in the um, in the earth. The woman's right arm reaches upward towards the storm, while her left is plunged into the ground below. Um, this elaborate woman-shaped tower resembles this enormous stone giant crawling out of the earth and reaching towards the heaven. Um, and then each time the lightning strikes as you're taking a look at this tower, it almost sounds like you're hearing a scream. High-pitched, distant, coming from the top of the tower. Our screams in the future. <laughs> Your attention is drawn away from the mesmerizing shape by sudden growls and barks. Turning towards the sound, you see these these creatures that look like, and I quote, pony-sized scorpions with rabid dog heads skittering towards you on their six legs. Six legs. Six. Mm. What the fuck? Scorpions Should are be anthropods. Eight. Should yeah. be eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a little weird. Ant body, or ant legs? We'll. Uh, I think. I think we'll stop there. <laughs> that sounds. You guys have done enough damage to yourselves. Oh. <laughs> we'll figure this out some other time. Come back at level five. Boy, oh. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> Yeah, when your defense scores are like two very different things. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it helps Was it keep you on your like feet. Heart? Well, I mean, it's a it's an old school style kind of mm. module, so like yeah, somewhat it can be, yeah. But man, seven. They tend not to pull punches. Seven AC. Oh, only for range stuff. For Just range, get in yeah. front of everything, right? Yeah. All right, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Made it to it's, the other side. Especially since we couldn't do anything to like. Get through that drawbridge. Does anybody have any armor left? I, I have two. Armor left. I have two left. None. Same. Out of your what? Four? Yeah. So you got halved. Well, okay. five. Five. Okay. So more than half. Yeah. I still got all it, three of mine. And mine were used on sixes and eights. Yeah. So, so they were vital. Victories. They were. <laughs> yes. I'd be dead like two times over. Literally life saving. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Okay, so dis- despite despite the performance, how did you feel? <laughs> like it felt like AD and D. It felt like a, it felt like single player dungeon crawl classics. Oh yeah, no, it's old yeah. school. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, in fact, this this module that I'm running is a dungeon crawl classics module. Mm-hmm. So that that, that is very sense. much by design. We went Paco, kind of. Lowering AC. Aside from not actually lowering, yes, but yeah, I know you want lower. Lower is good. Um, I like the imagery of it. Yeah, uh, well written imagery. Would it, would it surprise you to know that it's a Halloween module? Hmm. No, it seems fitting. Yeah, that is like brutal for just the simplicity of crossing a moat. <laughs> Because it's multiple checks. Because I ended up doing, what, like four checks to cross mm-hmm. that? Three, I think. Three. Three? It's supposed to be three, because it takes three rounds. 
yeah. because of the storm and the moat. moat. So it's two rounds to cross the moat, and then one to, to get in. So we're talking about three individual actions, right? Oof. I don't know how much better this would have gone if we had more ranged attacks. We would have at least been able to maybe cross while not being fired at constantly. Every time we failed to get in. Maybe. Because even then, like, the amount of time we were out in the open. Yeah. Unless they had, like, almost no hit points. Well, I mean. We probably would have suffered similar damage. Because arches probably still do, like, 3d6, so you could probably hit one. Those arches did 1d8. No, I meant like as a player class. Uh, oh, like playing with a bow or something. Yeah, like doing like an assassin or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's check what assassin looks like. It's basically one d six plus one. It's basically like a rogue with, um, mm-hmm. you know, with I think they have the, the damage pool, don't they? Uh, yeah, they've got the sneak attack rules. Mm-hmm. Add an extra two d six plus your level in damage. I mean, it was fun. I mm-hmm. just. I feel like we need to start over and <laughs> just got butchered <laughs> and tweak what we decided to do because what we decided sure. to do did not mesh so well with what well, sometimes, we needed to do. Well, sometimes you will get into adventures know, that though, because I'm yeah. trying to think like the only other thing I could think of would be if we came at it with a different group, which had more ranged capability. Because outside of that, with the group we had, the other option would be like effectively rely on you to try to take them out. Mm-hmm. And then see where it goes. Yeah. Actually, you, you don't have to take the archers out. As soon as you get in, the You're controls fine. for the drawbridge are right there. So you could just lower the drawbridge and just go mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But still, without any... With... You're still getting shot at for three, three turns. turns. No, it only takes one turn to get across the drawbridge. No, yeah, no, no, but no, you no. have to take no. three the turns The swimmer to get is getting across. three shots. Yeah. So if you sent one person, they're getting peppered and likely dead unless they are Minotaur Man with the armor. Yeah. Or, you know, you leave everybody else out there so there's multiple targets. They seem to target the person who was closest. Yeah. They they were they were essentially well, they programmed, programmed to defend the castle. And wait, so anybody wait. trying to get If in... they couldn't move, then how'd they get to the ledge? I think they were always at the ledge. They were always, always at the ledge. At the it's ledge. just, yeah. until you got, like, close, they didn't consider you a threat. You were just, like, a visitor, I would assume. They're supposed to start firing at targets when they enter the moat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is exactly what happened. Okay. We may have gotten an extra turn on them. With the fish, yeah. Yeah, with the fish. Now, the fish was already there, and just, like, anything gets in so that right. moat, it, it wants the food. No, no. Yep. It's down there eating the limbs that have been discarded. Mm. So, makes sense. Yeah, if I'd had like more frost stuff and less fire stuff that goes out in the water, maybe you know. I think it would have been difficult for really any adventure. Yeah, yeah, because of the storm, because of conditions, because of conditions. That's just how it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's fine if it's tough. Like that's not a problem. Yeah, still fun. It was still a good time. Thoughts about the actual like mechanics of the game? How do you feel? They felt fine. I mean, they're easy to understand and everything. Like, trying to separate uh, the mechanics and the adventure gets a little difficult. Because, mm-hmm. like, I keep getting hung up on you need to make a lot of rolls to complete stuff. Like, lowering the drawbridge is two for strength. Or pulling on the cord if you can slip in. 
um, crossing well, it was three. Well, those were mostly either I'm it's translating four. from mm-hmm. DCC's thing or I'm just trying to make them on the fly. Mm-hmm. And so that is probably... That is not an issue with the mechanics, I don't think. That's an it's issue with my interpretation yeah, of the mechanics. It's more of like the game design of... like the. I mean, it, it could be. Because if DCC is using something similar to this, then you're looking at... It's not rolling under, no. Under? Okay. It's not. No, so the actual, like, the base mechanic of DCC is different. This is, this is like I said, it's like 80% the Black Hack 2nd Edition. Okay. So that, their whole thing, just like original D&D, is, like, rolling under. Yeah, so we're, it, like, I'm just trying to run some of the statistics. Uh, for, like, party with average strength, they're going to fail every other time. So you're looking at a cross time between, like, three to six turns per person um unless you factor in luck and they're able to buy it down yeah and i burnt all of my luck doing that yeah which man that makes me hope the rest of the adventure doesn't need luck (laughs) (laughs) good luck but yeah um i don't know yeah maybe it's just because we rolled so poorly on stats that we're like trudging through a lot of this probably didn't help because literally my highest one was a 13 and my lowest was a four, and I just shoved that into luck. Well, the thing is that that, that Black Hack 2E is doing a specific kind of Dungeons & Dragons, like OD&D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then DCC is doing like a modernized version of like... It's like kit bashing 3.5 and like AD&D stuff together and like smoothing it over. And then this is taking... And then, then taking those things and then applying it to a module that is... Not even remotely like Black Axe Second Edition, so mm-hmm. there's gonna be some, some like lost in translation. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. There's gonna be some 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 weird like yeah flexibility issues and stuff like that. Trying to get mm-hmm. both of them to sort of gel with each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I think it all made made sense. Mm-hmm. It was just a tough. It was an old school kind of like classic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You by, by are probably going right. to die. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> and you know, all, all of our strong people were designed. too big. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so I mean, you guys I guess trying to squeeze through was going to be disadvantage. <laughs> if it did as designed, then I guess the, the question is: Is that something that you enjoy or not? So, is that a design that you like or not? I do enjoy and I don't, it, and I but... personally don't care because I didn't mm-hmm. make any of you. Yeah. <laughs> like I do enjoy it, but I look at it and I'm like. Man, we're burnt out after the first encounter. Like, I would have been like, no, let's stop and rest in this safe area, recover some hit points, but we've already been kind of like pushed on, like, hey, don't rest. Considering we wanted to rest after the first battle. Yeah, I mean, we're like, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. The pace of this, we're not accustomed to it. Like, we just have to kind of keep going. Yeah. And hope we don't die. I feel like this kind of game. I mean, I hate comparing it to Dark Souls, but like Dark Souls, you are continuously punished, and then like there's just a segment of the population that's like, 
no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And instead continues Jeez. to play the game, mm-hmm. continues to get good at it, and like struggles through it, and like See, with there's that, a reward in that for at them, least right? you yeah. can get your soul back every time you die. Sure. Yeah. Whereas and this, you kind of have to start over every time you die. Yes. Or or even like starting with a new adventuring party, yeah. it's still not quite the same comparison. Because mm-hmm. with Dark Souls, you're getting that like motor memory every time you come back would be the equivalent of like bumping a stat up. Oh, sure. It's not a, it's yeah. not an elegant metaphor at all, but it's... Yes. Yeah, but It that's... does mean that that design, like Dark Souls, applies to a certain... Um, certain... Player taste. Philosophy of player, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. I, I think it's fun. I think it's different. And I enjoy doing it every once in a while. Mm. I don't know if I know my character is probably going to die immediately <laughs> because I roll badly for stats. Yeah. <clears throat> that is my number one frustration is the oh, rolling yeah. for stats because <laughs> every time it doesn't matter how many times to do it that's why when we do 5e we just do point by mm-hmm. I know you don't have to worry about that <laughs> but, I, yeah I guess my one input would be if you're doing more conversion for it I would probably convert a lot more of it since this is a lot kind of harsher system in that regard to a like single success necessary for uh, the majority of actions um, or even if it's just broken down like one action to cross the moat another to climb in um, just because I worry about the way dice do tend to work out um, and with the way the statistics are rolling like because you're not fighting a challenge reading, you're fighting... You're fighting yourself. Yeah. yeah, and with the weather, it's like, I would almost want to throw a disadvantage there, but we're already in a like rough <laughs> enough position sure. where it's like, yeah. yeah, no. Unless the party's like designed for it, I wouldn't ratchet those elements up. Well, I don't know, because mm. like, if you're taking it from <clears throat> you either need three successes or you need one success with disadvantage... Yeah. I feel like one success would be too easy, given the, the classicness and the, the difficulty of the adventure, the, the module in the first place. You gotta Particularly get if you've got the fish in there, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I prefer the lower number of rolls, because mm-hmm. it does emphasize luck a little bit more. Because um, what, I threw away... Uh, Eight points of luck mm-hmm. just crossing the moat. Um, I would like to have held on to a bit more of it. And I don't know how things would have gone if I hadn't used said luck. We each took was... one point of damage, so it, it, it just meant you would have gotten shot more by the arrows. Probably. And the fish. Yeah, and I'm a pretty easy target for both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to work, like, the numbers and try to find a way to keep that running. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so divisive. <laughs> That's okay. Mm-hmm. I think one to cross the moat would be too easy, especially with the fish in there. Mm. You're supposed to encounter it, even yeah. if you get a success. And I think fish shows up in round two of being in the moat. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And then oh. maybe your second round, the fish shows up. And then you have to worry about, do you beat the fish first while in the moat? Or do you try to get onto the moat with the fish chomping at you? I don't know. And yeah, then you got the arrows to deal with too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it does get it gets difficult from a balance mm. point because it makes perfect sense if you're defending this castle to set it up that way. Yeah. Where it's like you want whoever's trying to cross to just get killed. Granted, the other obvious thing to do would be to put send two people across in the moat. To split mm-hmm. the archers and the fish are going after, going after. and give them more pr- higher probability of getting up there. Yep. Basically, and being able to help the other person. So, that's not all the adventure. That's partially. Techni- technically, mm. yeah, these OSR style games, they because of the lethality, because of the difficulty, it does sort of encourage you to make these either weird and or complicated sort of complex, I should say, yeah. strategies. Like, yeah. okay, let's really sit down and think about this before mm-hmm. we do anything yeah. and execute. Right. Yeah, I think and then your DM says, "Are you sure?" sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's partially. The DM shouldn't say that. <laughs> so I think it's partially our. Unless it's joking. like the classic question. Player, well, are mindset. you sure? It, unless you're joking. You open the door. Are you sure? sure. Yeah, because the moment you say that, <laughs> you're now like. I check the door. <laughs> well, well, no, you're you're yeah, you're not only letting that go, but you're also like countermanding the player's agency. Mm. In that moment, you're like. Okay, you made a you made a stupid choice here. Are you sure about it? Is that the plan? Are you sure? No, let the player make the stupid choice and learn from it. That's like I I highly appreciate that when you run games where you're not like oh one person's going to swim the moat. Are you sure about that? You just let it happen. Most of the time, unless it's unless it's like something like catastrophic, that Mm -hmm. will then. probably ruin the mechanisms of the plot like for instance this 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 module is on a bit of a soft time limit Mm -hmm. so taking a long time to rest before even attempting to get inside uh the the vice class tower would be like things will get worse for you inside so like i have to coax the sense of urgency into you but that was because it's so important to the rest of the yeah the and, plot. And that Otherwise, kind you of can set the mood as yeah. well. It's it's less of like, oh yeah, you're you're a little bit injured. In perfect D and D world, we take that five minute breather and everybody would run in right. full steam. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, we we should be responding to a threat, and yeah, you need to kind of help us get in that mentality mm-hmm. instead of our our classic. Game slow tell. Dungeons and Dragons play. Exactly. Of, exactly. Yeah. Did we take any damage? Five minute breather. Okay, we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I try to. I don't think I'm entirely successful, but I try to. Um, when those things happen, instead of saying, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Yeah. Um, saying like, "Okay, well, here's the situation. situation. Like, yeah. here are the contextual elements. Like." Here's the time. Here's what you need to do. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to make that decision, more power to you. You know. Plus, we had the uh, naked cleric guy ready mm-hmm. to charge up that hill. Yeah. We, we mm-hmm. needed to get up there before him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, presumably he would have put on his proper yeah. vestments, but somebody darkened his vestry so like he wasn't able to find them. So oh, he man, was just going to be naked longer. 
We, we should have just used him as like the scarecrow arrow sponge. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the system is without morality, right? So, yeah, go for it. The system just is. Yeah. You do your own morality. As long as you can live with yourself. <laughs> Because I do like the system. Um, like the idea of rolling under your stat. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea of we doing all the rolls. No, yeah, yeah, that's that's something that I enjoy in systems that do attempt that is trying to like, not because I feel so like as a DM burdened by doing rolls and stuff like that, but just because it feels like it's more engaging for the player to always be. Always be rolling. Fate is in your hands. Yeah, it's see, even though mechanically it might unnecessarily pan out that way, it seems like you have control, right? Mm-hmm. And that's always good to feel as a player, right? Now there is. Now I've seen some. There's some homebrew variants of D and D that do use like defense style rolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something that I've thought about incorporating in various things, but it's, it is a fundamental shift in, like, thinking about 5th yeah. edition, so, mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things that you have to sit down and go, with, okay, are we sure we want to do this? Yeah. Because then, it's not a complicated thing, necessarily, but it's like, you have to put a little bit of work into it. Like, as a player, you have to reorient yourself, and then the DM has to go, okay. So, instead of the monsters attack the AC, they're going to be this, and... You get do some minor tweaks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, that legitimately might be something that I try to swipe for uh, Praxis. Because yeah. with that, I could just completely cut out defaulting and not have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, just... I mean, the, more, the more you can, like, it more. Just, just sandwich things together. Mm-hmm. That Oh, I'm glad you said something. That reminded me that I had another... I had an observation that I thought would be good for the system. Um, I don't know if... <laughs> um that reminds me, we were talking about like, simplifying and sort of smushing things together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking earlier today that, so Praxis currently has hit points and trauma points. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, so we have hit points and trauma points. We have several different descriptors of damage, like physical or otherwise, right? Like mm-hmm. devaluation trauma or f- physical violence or whatever. And all of those things sort of typify which one of those pools gets pulled from gets pulled from mm-hmm. right what if instead you ditched hit points altogether okay. not the mechanic but just like the actual pool of hit points typically mm-hmm. instead had a single pool of trauma points which represents both physical and mental and trauma mental. Mm-hmm. and then depending on choices that the characters made in character creation they get differing values of physical soak and mental soak i like that because i one of the thoughts i was having was like I'm looking at the back page of it, and I'm like, I almost want to just toss out setbacks and soaks. Because they're neat. There's something that uh, effectively I lifted out of... Um, Urban Jungle. Urban Jungle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because they used it as hit points, effectively. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's once like, you run out of soaks, well, the you next go down. hit. If you, you go down. if you just take a hit, then you go down. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of, like, compressing some of the hit points a little bit. I... I, yeah, I could definitely see that as a way to potentially hold on to like setbacks and soaks. Right. So you could, 
your you may encounter setbacks either as part of the choices that you made in character creation or the choices you made in game that will then impact maybe your physical soak or maybe your mental soak because mm-hmm. you're in a bad place or whatever. And then it temporarily lowers that number. And then now if you're taking specifically mental, some kind of mental damage or whatever, like mental trauma, you know, your ability to withstand that is less, right? And so not only have we eliminated, well... We've eliminated two um, two resources that we have to keep track of, right? Mm-hmm. And instead we have, that are constantly being pulled from, mm-hmm. and instead we have one resource of trauma points and then two soak values that most of the time, like 80% of the time I guess during play, is not going to get messed with very much, unless a setback does occur or whatever, that then it feels like the player is like actively resisting the damage. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, cause, yeah, that sort of emulates that same notion of doing defense rolls. Like it's maybe those two things combined might make the player feel like that they are in control, even when they are taking damage. So, I know Urban Jungle also does the endurance roll on top of like your soaks. Yeah, everybody has that kind of base endurance so, to see if you can take a hit and keep on. So going. that's that's one way you you could be rolling that. When you take damage as your soak, if you line up the pools, and so if it's physical, you'd be rolling your endurance. If it's Mental trauma, willpower. You, your willpower. Mm-hmm. So then your successes would like act as a soak. A soak. I'm well, then that goes to it, but it's it's a lot of extra rolling that increases. Yeah, the no, rolling. so it's the more crunch. rolling, but also because of the system, it's more interpreting of those rolls, mm-hmm. right? Which increases the cognitive load. Right? Yeah, I I want to keep like, it's it's a system where I really want to push the idea of like only roll if you have to. Um, I I really don't want people to just be like I want to see if I see something I'm going to roll. I'm like hold on, let me okay that roll. First of first. all, I didn't ask you for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it's very much so like a very different thing from D and D where everybody's like spot checking all the time because you've been trained to do that. True. Um, and I need to like wean people off of that specifically for Praxis and some other systems, to be honest. But um, it, yeah, Even I, I want to. Yeah, it's it's part of the reason why through the uh, uh, scene points for the director in there. So it's like anytime you roll dice, all of your ones are benefiting me. So maybe don't roll all the time. Um, as a way to like mechanically try to enforce that a bit more. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of little things I need to, like, poke and tweak for that, especially in the way I deliver things. But Yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, effectively collapsing HP into TP, into trauma points. Um, that way it can focus a little bit more on soaks. Um, soaks and setbacks can mm-hmm. then, like, affect how much trauma you're taking at any given moment, right? Yeah, because a lot of the time I've noticed, like, nobody's... Nobody's using the soaks unless they're the like toughness free soak, where it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to do that. Yeah, um, because soaks with a cost, people are like, eh. it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. So I almost want to push that idea of like, maybe drop your trauma point totals, get it to a point where you're looking at starting around like 10, 12, 15 hit points, somewhere around there, um, and putting you more in that position of like, yeah, I probably need to dip into this a little bit. Because even Urban Jungle had ways to refresh your free soaks. Mm-hmm. You had a whole action 
to refresh your free soaks, and most of your soaks weren't soaks at a cost. Yeah. Or they'd be soaks at, like, a differing refresh rate. Yeah, you like, have to do different actions. Different Take actions. Hit, spend yeah. the refresh action. Yeah. It's, it's trying if to... If you get a hit, you get it back. Mm-hmm. It's Stuff trying like to that. find ways to get people to like engage with the mechanic um, or yeah, make it worthwhile. And I think part of it is either the setback is too strong or too imposing or uh, people don't have a good feel for it and thus they believe it's too strong. Um, so it's either a perception or it's an actual it's too much kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like since it's a setback period... People Most people are gonna don't want to take it anyway. Push away from There's that. already a resistance yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. So you either have to hide the setback. It's going to impede me the whole time, time. I have it. It's mm-hmm. So you either have to hide the setback or make it feel like it was their idea to begin with. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's like you're only going to use this once your HP gets into the range or it's like, oh, well, that, that hit's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like part of that can be lowering the amount that the standard uh, soaks have. So it's like, well, this is only going to save me two or it's only going to save me four. If I get a heavy hit, it's not going to matter how many soaks I use. Uh, So you might lean into it a bit earlier. But that relies on an understanding of the system. Yeah, like yeah, Urban it's, Jungle it's forced you to use soaks every time. Yeah, because, I mean, you didn't have hit points. Unless, unless well, you, what else are you going to do? Unless if you have a high body, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can make that roll. Because even it. if you've got that body, you might float that Because you roll, roll that and then you do your soaks. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, so. I don't envy your working on this because... Um, because, you, because in creating a system that is... <clears throat> on the crunch scale, more mechanically complex rather than less, right? Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, like we're looking at Mm -hmm. a lot of numbers, a lot of things to track and everything like that. Um, Every time that you want to change one thing, like it's it's like the ripples. Yeah, you're like moving Mm -hmm. the cards out of like the the Eiffel Tower that we made, right? You're risking the whole thing collapsing or messing up Mm -hmm. in any given moment, so. Yeah, it it really helped uh, the... A uh, guy who wrote HSD um, was talking about version one. They had implemented a. Uh, that's also a multiple dice pool. Yeah, it, it uses this whole matrix setup where it's like power, prowess, like agility, effectively, um, and then that then gets combined with a like physical uh, ag- or physicality, mental, and then social and financial and one of the big updates in two is is like well financial was interesting it was something that i was really curious about see how it goes but all the play testing everything we've heard about it almost nobody touched it people didn't understand it so in second edition he's just cut it right Mm -hmm. and hearing that was like oh no it's it's good to hear that you can just like shear off bits Mm -hmm. and expect that it's just surprisingly motivating as they say in most artistic endeavors, you have to kill your darlings. Even the things mm-hmm. that you really like, if they're just not working or people don't engage with them, yep. just get rid of them. Yep. I, what's another good quote around that? Um, you're not done with a work when you have nothing left to add. You're done when you have nothing, nothing to, to remove. remove. Yeah. Yep. 
So that that mindset has really helped coming at this with that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how the next version of it goes. I I really do like that idea of the uh, like trauma points merge. Well, it's just uh, it it seemed elegant to me when I I, I was it was in the shower earlier. I was thinking like, okay, well. What if they were one? Well, they're just yeah. they're, they're li- one of the pools is literally called trauma, trauma. points. It doesn't mm-hmm. specify what kind of trauma. trauma. Mm-hmm. It's true. Same simple enough just to either inflate that value so that it becomes like a combination of HP and the original yeah. trauma points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just to make the the two know, the same. Two the same. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is that I can just kind of merge uh, the calculations together. Exactly. There you go. It's going to get lowered a bit because sure, you've yeah. got to crank that. <laughs> Soldier boy. Nope. <laughs> that's that's old. It does not. God, check don't, out. don't. So don't just, call it old. Am I never doing? That was back in high school. Man. Dragon Heist. That was like tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we're doing Dragon Heist at night at uh, Sages. Sages. So starting at six thirty. Seven. Supposed to start at seven. Seven. Well, okay. Zoe's thing starts at six, so you're yeah. I mean, I'll be there early. early then. But you know, Sorry. to, to accommodate for Tom and they, which we're supposed mm-hmm. to hit the ground running at seven. Okay. okay. All right. If you're here, they're early. Great. I can get some notes and get some stuff started and whatever. I will try to do. That. Friday, we're doing Lamarazma again. We're going to start later because I have an audition until eight. Yes. Sounds good. And or then, you guys can start at eight, and I'll just show up when I get here. Sunday. It's always good to Sunday, have everybody. Sunday, Sunday.